Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I know it's been a hiatus for us here at Heretic Radio. Chris can't join us tonight. Um, message him is probably a little bit late, kind of my fault there. It is 11 o'clock on the East Coast, and we are recording kind of late here in Mountain Time. Uh, but I have a special guest with me this evening. His name is Greg. What's up, Greg? Hey, what's going on? So uh, Greg is a um, good friend of mine. I've known him since I moved here um, back in shit. What, eighth 2000, grade? I think. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, eighth grade. Um. Very intellectual. Um, I know that he knows how to do his research. Um, you know, he kind of on the same page as, I mean, why we set up this podcast anyways is kind of question stuff and dig into it more and find out if there's a little bit more truth to it or refute stuff, whatever the case may be. But I know Greg's on that same page here. So uh, that's why I asked him to be my guest for this topic tonight, which is the 1619 Project. Now, if anyone uh, out there, you know, if you've been following uh, current news and stuff, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um Again, we're going to dig more into that here, but it's basically like a new historical narrative. Um, it was like a series of essays that were submitted through the New York Times and published by the New York Times. It's received a lot of praise from different people, but also a lot of criticism. So um, we'll dig into it here a little bit more. Um, we're also going to kind of touch on like the woke movement in general. And then I threw in an extra piece in there, the uh, reconstruction period immediately after the Civil War. That one I'm not going to get too deep into, Greg, because uh, we could probably spend a podcast or two yeah, on that. Yeah, that's itself. a whole other thing. And so, yeah, <laughs> so we'll just touch on it and how it kind of relates to everything that's going on today, because I, I think it's, it plays into everything. I mean, would you agree with that, Greg, that it's yeah, fully, fully is uh, if you understand what the reconstruction, then you understand how the politics were shaped and stuff like that too. And I think also, too, how um, people are misconstruing a lot of that history and politics that happened back then, too. Right, right. I hear a lot of people. I hear a lot of people saying that the parties flipped and things like that do. That's another thing that's a misconception in that that period of time. Yeah. Yeah, total misconception. I think that was a completely cherry pick thing, like a kind of a opportunist Mm -hmm. type deal. Oh, Chris just messaged me. He says he's home. So maybe he will join us. Um, okay. but we're just going to go ahead since uh, we're, we're recording here. All right. Um, but uh, so, yeah, but, but the 1619 Project, though, um, you know, we're going to take a look at the origins, who the writers were, who the, who the people that submitted the essays, what the concept behind it is, um, how it's been put out there. Because, um, I mean, it, it wasn't just a piece, essentially, that was, uh, you know, published and submitted by the New York Times. But now they're even teaching this in like the public school yeah. curriculums and a lot of different uh, mm-hmm. school districts around the country. Um, we'll go over the, the criticism, you know, what different historians and different people out there are saying about it, and then what the rebuttal was as well. Because I don't want to get into the whole, uh, you know, who approves of it, essentially, because we're going to cover that mostly in the implementation. But um we kind of already know who approves of it and who's been pushing it. So it'd be nice to kind of see the counterpoints to it more than just the support. So, um, yeah, so the 1619 project though is written and edited by the New York times journalist, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones. She's pretty famous. She's been a writer for a while. Um, she actually won the Pulitzer prize for it, uh, back in 2019. And conveniently enough, they timed it with that 400th anniversary of the first slaves being brought to the uh, British colonies, in particular, uh, Jamestown, Virginia, or Johnstown. One of the, I can't remember. I always get it confused. Um, it basically challenges the founding of the U.S. and U.S. history in general because, uh, like Greg and I were discussing a little bit before we started recording here, they're creating their own narrative. They're, they're rewriting history, essentially. Uh, and then there was a whole slew of co-creators in there as well. Um, 
people like Linda Willarosa, Matthew Desmond, um, Jamel Bowie, Khalil Gilbrand, uh, Mohammed, and Wesley Morris. So you guys can look those up later on if you want. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into crazy detail about their careers, but they're prominent writers, um, editors, journalists, stuff like that, that all kind of came together to put that in there. Um, so I guess just tell me, Chris, like what, what did you find out about this? Cause, um, I just did like a basic kind of research on this just to find out what was out there. Uh, there, there's quite a bit of things that I found out about this. Um, that Nicole Hannah Jones actually started a, a fun, a foundation. It was the, the Ida B. Wells foundation. And that was to give, uh, journalists of color ability to get a leg up in the business. And through some of these organizations, there's a lot of donations that were being given to these organizations. And um, with with them having that stuff implemented in schools, Random House was a, a company that's going to do a graphic novel series based on these books. So it's not just one of those things where it's just, like you said, just pushed into just a, an article that was written. There's a lot of things that this has gone over. Yeah. And for our listeners, too, this is like a raw uh, live kind of uh, recording here. So if you hear the stuff in the background, just bear with us. Um, <laughs> Greg's got to sit outside. Yeah. Um, so just, <laughs> yeah, just making sleep. you guys aware. <laughs> Sleeping baby. I can't wake her up. Yeah. Um, but that, that's crazy, though. I didn't realize that uh, Random House, because, uh, I mean, that's a huge uh, yep. them publisher in the, in the U.S. I remember growing up in uh, New York and stuff, and they were they pretty much had everything in our school. You know, mm-hmm, yep. freaking social studies, all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's incredible, though, that uh, it's a publisher that large, I would think, you know, is, is pushing this when there's so much criticism for it. Right. There's, I would I would think that someone with that kind of level of publishing would listen to some of the people who are, who are uh, saying that this stuff has some factual inaccuracies. Because there's quite a few. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and again, I I just did the kind of that that basic almost surface level research on it, and even just doing that little uh, you know look up, there's quite a bit of criticism. Um, everything from like the root, uh, I guess, message that the sixteen nineteen project presents, uh, on top of like even the little details. Um, one of the, one of the guys that I did look up though uh, was the Alan Carl uh, Guelzo, I believe it is. He's an American historian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the senior research scholar in the Council of Humanities and director of the Initiative on Politics and Statemanship at the James Madison Program at Princeton University. So, um, this guy's been a historian practically his whole life. Uh, he's ex- like very well respected in the historian community and stuff. I mean, you say his name, most people are going to know, uh, you know, who you're talking about when it comes to history and stuff. Uh, there was a couple points I I just wanted to bring up, Greg, and then uh, um, I'm going to see if you got stuff that I guess kind of matches to it or is similar. Um, but the points that he brought up uh, regarding the 1619 project that he kind of has beefs with is that they're claiming that American history was founded in evil, um, that the entire U.S. social and political aspect of our country is like skewed because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that I can completely agree with because, right. I mean, I didn't read the entire 1619 project. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, um, yeah. It was honestly kind of hard to read because I was just like, what the hell? Like, this, yeah, it's, this it's such a cringy, cringy thing to read when you're just like, that's not even true though. Yeah. Some of it, I mean, it seriously, I don't even know where they pulled half this stuff. Yeah, from because yeah. And, and I, one, one, one thing that was kind of frustrating with this is once they got all this criticism, 
and these people sent them there's there's a group of, of professors that sent them a letter and in that letter they were saying about all that they were talking about all of the inaccuracies and that they think the new york times should hold themselves to that that level of journalism and have the correct things made uh, correct statements made and they just disregarded it and when they did submit a, a a correction they just changed it from it being a factual thing to them making it based off of like subjective things we believe right. using words like that which entirely yeah. in, in, entirely changes it and then brings up the question well if this is just a a piece of journalism then why is it being implemented in schools the way that it is exactly that that to me is like the biggest like mind-boggling thing about it is like there were just a series of essays and like you said it was really kind of opinion based and clearly biased and pulling history out of the freaking butt essentially that right. didn't line up with anything else several historians refuting it and they're still like nope too bad and like now yep. they're pushing it in schools yeah it's, in, it's in it's uh, in the numbers that i have it's in 3500 to 4500 schools and it's in every state so it's not a that, small thing that is insane and like just, another Another thing that was kind of concerning with the beginning of this, uh, I mean, history itself, if people can prove anything that they want to prove in history and it goes against what we were taught, that's awesome. If you have facts behind it, I'm, I'll back it 100% and I'll have a conversation with anybody. But when there's, stuff that, when there's stuff that is completely made up, like just like here's some stuff here. They try to say that all the forefathers of this country were racist and that they didn't want they did not want slaves to be freed benjamin franklin was the president of the first abolition uh, the first abolition society so yeah i have a hard time believing that he's he's having having an issue and wanting to keep slaves john adams was an attorney who was suing slave former slave owners on the behalf of slaves so that was in massachusetts right. So there's there's another one, and then Roger Sherman himself was not a slave owner, and he's the only person on the con who he's the only one of the forefathers who signed all four of the uh, U.S. papers. So he's a he's a big piece of it, and he definitely is not someone who was holding slaves. He has no record of him ever owning slaves. None of those yep. three that I just mentioned ever had slaves. Yeah, it, it, if people literally just looked into that, like, I mean. It's just incredible. I got into it with a, a friend of mine uh, that I served with over that uh, a couple of days ago on Facebook, and I just couldn't believe like the, the ignorance really because he's like, "Oh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, you know he he said that a, a man is like a you know holding a wolf by the ear and leading him around or whatever." Some random ass quote that he pulled up, and um, sorry, I'm adjusting my uh, gain here real quick. There we go. Sorry, my bars were a little low. Um, but he, he's trying to spot all these quotes and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's great. But those have nothing to do with the founding of the country, essentially. Those, right. those were just different shits. And then, I mean, exactly like you said, like the, the acts that they they went through with to be like, you know, Benjamin Franklin, the, the head of the first abolitionist group, you know, stuff like that. Like they completely just sidestep that. Like they don't yeah, care. It's, a, it's like, a complete disregard. And uh, yeah. th those those kind those kinds of things, and that's being taught in schools. That's dangerous. It's teaching kids that you can just make whatever history that you want to fit you, and that's how it's going to be. And things yeah. sh things can things can't be like that. We already live in a society where kids need everything handed to them. Yeah, yeah, and and literally just to make up. Uh, sorry, I smacked my mic there. And just to make up history and pretty much discredit actual history. Mm -hmm. That is completely dangerous. 
Um, yep. Even uh, Alan Guazzo there in, in my notes here, I'm looking at, you know, the 1619 Project um, states that history is nothing more than just a web of narratives and interpretations that can be manipulated, and yet they're guilty of the same thing. So it's like, right. <laughs> how am I supposed to take you serious? Like, when you're, right. you're pointing fingers, but you're still pointing at yourself when you do that. You, you right. can't just make stuff up and claim that, oh, our history is wrong. Our history doesn't account for everything. Our history was, you know, recorded incorrectly. And yet you're literally just pulling shit out of your ass. Like that doesn't, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy. With, with, within that, uh, Matthew Desmond was one of the people who wrote part of this too. I think that you mentioned him earlier, but he wrote a piece and his piece was titled in order to, in order to understand the, the brutality of American capitalism, you have to start on the plantation. And in that article, what he was basically starting to, to, to go on with was that the claim that, the South has more, all of the money that was developed in the South and all the economical gain that they have was based off of slavery. I found things that, that are going to the contrary of that. In 1858, New York banks had more than 80% of the capital that all of the South had entirely, just New York banks itself. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it, the, the funny thing too is like, yeah, the South had slavery, but who was buying the product from them? Right. The, exactly. You know, the, the North, the England was a huge uh, consumer of right. American trade and, and commerce at that point. Although, I mean, the, the classic stuff, right? Like the sugar, the tobacco, the cotton. Right. Right. And with that, uh, Nicole, Nicole, I'm just going to call her Nicole Jones. She is the one. She yeah. even brought up the fact that, Sugar is a part of the racism. She even said that too much traffic in Atlanta is part of slavery. I don't know exactly how those two tie together, but what? yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, this is an actual. This was an actual quote. She was on uh, uh, the uh, what's his name, uh, dude who was on that that podcast with Biden when he said that stuff about voting for him and you're not black. What's his oh name? Oh my god, uh, um, Charla Charlemagne. Yeah, Charlemagne the God. Yeah, I couldn't yep. think of it there. Yeah, she was on a podcast and she said that she li she listed off these things. These are a product of racism, and one of them was traffic in Atlanta. She didn't really elaborate <laughs> too much, but I'm not understanding that. Well, some of the stuff that they they claim is racism, like institutional racism and stuff. Like literally, it's I know they're trying to be serious, and I'm not trying to be a dick, um, but it's it's honestly laughable. Um, there was a documentary that I was watching. I I can't remember the name of it right now, but there it was a uh, a reporter asking this black dude, you know, like, can you give me an example of institutional racism? And the guy said, yeah, like, um, probably one of the most common forms of institutional racism is milk. And the oh. reporter was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And he's just like, yeah, milk is a form of institutional racism because milk to black people, it gives us all sorts of health problems, you know, high cholesterol, diabetes, all sorts of stuff, whatever. Oh, man. Yet, yeah, yeah the, gov yeah, the government recommends getting, you know, uh, whatever amount of like calcium from milk, whatever, every day. So that, therefore, it's institutional racism. And like the wow. look on this reporter's face was just like, are yeah. you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard him go into uh, math is now racist because. There's kids in the inner city, which just because you live in the inner city doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a, a brown person or black person, whatever you want to call it. And right. they're saying that because those schools have less money, that math is now racist. I think that school system, school school districts where you have financial problems, like it's all the kids who go there, like they're gonna have they're gonna have the same problems. They're not gonna pick out the white ones and be like, we're gonna give you better schooling. Right. 
Well, that's like Biden said, you know, like uh, like black and brown kids are just as smart as uh, white kids, right? White or, kids, or, whatever yeah. it was, or, or poor kids or something. And I was like, dude, I, I don't even know how that dude has made it this far in the yeah. presidential race other than he's been propped up to, to be that way. But I, just, well, I don't they, know. This, this, this coronavirus is a blessing for him because he doesn't have to go anywhere. He hasn't spoken in public in like almost 100 days. Yeah. Yeah. Where did he go? <laughs> they just, they're just keeping him. It's seriously just like, what's that, weekend at Bernie's? Like yeah, he's right. Just basically, dead. I wonder what song he comes alive to, though. You know what I mean? Right. For right. real, <laughs> he does. He doesn't come alive. Him and him and Nancy, both of them. I don't even. I don't understand how anything that they say can be taken serious. Yeah, that, those two. The breaking point was when she called George Floyd George Kirby. <laughs> right. I was just <laughs> like, she cares yeah, so much. You can't get the party. You need to go to bed. Right. No shit. You need to go to bed. Get off your knees and just go to bed. Yeah, she's oh my god. But oh. anyways, I, <laughs> but going back to the uh, sixteen nineteen project, and, and and it's not that like that was even too much of a tangent there. It's just because that is di- directly related because uh, people or politicians rather like Biden and Pelosi, they're the ones that are um, helping to fund and give groups like BLM sixteen nineteen project all that kind of stuff. They give them the spotlight intentionally. Right. I mean, I, I personally believe that they know that a lot of the stuff that they're spouting is crap. Um, yeah, but they oh, do it anyway. I fully believe you know it. I, mean? I, fully I think they're just that. they're using them like a like a little puppet, really, um, to kind of push their stuff. But, um, yeah. anyways, but uh, so uh, one rebuttal though too, which was kind of neat. It was um, there was a, a secondary project called the seventeen seventy six project. Did you? Happen to find anything on that? Yeah, George there's Wood. a yeah. yeah, a bunch of other people that uh, uh, kind of put their own essays yeah, together. He, I, was a, and, I was, I, I did look into that a little bit, and there was a uh, there was a list. Like there was quite a few people who were part of that, and they made. I, I did they make a documentary about that or a, a movie? Um, I'm I think I want to say they did, but I I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry, man. I probably should have reviewed my notes before <laughs> I fucking started recording. Yeah, I got mine but, in front of me too. Um, but yeah, but, but I know it was like a similar thing, like all these uh, different historians and writers and all that kind of stuff that are more center right. Um, I mean, I think there was even some uh, traditional liberal kind of people on there right. that it, they just wanted the truth to be out there. Yeah, because so there's kind some of, of these together. some of these uh, journalists who were given some criticism to this. Some of these people are from pretty liberal schools. Like some of these professors, like you got Princeton in oh, there, yeah. Villanova, like there's quite a few of these schools where it's the, they're not, they're not making their side of the argument. They're not taking a side like politically. They're just, this isn't true. And we expect you guys to be held to this standard. Yeah. Yeah. One, um, one journalist actually that's, uh, she's pretty leftist. I got her, her article pulled up here from Politico. Uh, Leslie Harris, uh, I yep. believe is her name. Yeah, she's the professor of history at Northwestern University, a very prestigious uh, institution. Um, she was the author of uh, In the Shadow of Slavery, African Americans in New York City from 1626 to 1863 and Slavery in the University, Histories and Legacies. Um, so, I mean, she, she's put out some pretty serious pieces, you know, um, all very reputable, all based on fact. Now the the um, right. Nicole Hannah Jones here, the, the reporter from the New York Times, that initially um, 
you know, put together this whole 1619 project, whatever, hired Leslie Harris to be like a fact checker for them and an editor, essentially, of all the, the works that they were putting Did together. Did she end up removing she it? Found, uh, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, ignored her and eventually removed her from the project. I mean, the yeah. title of her article right here from Politico says, I mean, it's, I helped fact check the 1619 project. The, the New York Times ignored me. <laughs> I yep. mean, so yep. they hired her to do a job. She pointed out the inconsistencies and the inaccuracies in what they were writing. And they were just like, nope, too bad. You're, you know, you were supposed to go along with it. You know what I mean? Type shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and to... What were you saying? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh. Sorry. Um, And to put like for her to have this criticism and people immediately once someone criticizes something they go to you're racist she's not racist she's a black woman so that yeah, gets right. taken out right there and and yeah. and george george wood's a black man there's several people who are black and or there's several people who are not white who are criticizing this yeah and and, and the stupid thing and the hypocritical thing that they do um for pretty much any black that doesn't go with the narrative or status quo is they they call them like coons and uncle tom and stuff and forgive me if yeah. i don't if I shouldn't say that, but it, it disgusts me because it, I mean, they literally eat their own at this point and that should scare people like any, anyone in general that, you know, they would literally turn their back so quick and just try to dox and destroy these people's careers and their livelihoods yep. and discredit them in like any way, shape or form. Uh, just for literally having to, a different opinion. Yeah. Look at what happens. Well, look what's happening to Kanye West right now. Like he's just running up. He's just running opposition to the Democratic Party, and look at how they're treating him. Oh my God! Yeah, I, they're, they're 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 automatically accusing him of trying to take votes from Joe Biden. Well, if you're running against somebody, of course you're trying to take votes from him. But they're trying yeah, no to say shit, that right? he's trying to work hand in hand with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump talking about that kind of stuff in itself is another an, an, an entire another podcast. But right, <laughs> you say anything like all. I'm not even a Trump supporter by any means. I'll just defend stuff that's not true. Like, exactly. I don't know why the, why the truth is so bad. People will say that he says these things. And I'm just like, he says so much stupid stuff. Like, let him just say the stupid stuff. He, you don't have to make things up. Yeah. I mean, Trump makes it easy uh, to criticize him, honestly, because whoever too. allows him to have a fucking Twitter account, uh, that, that is that, beyond me. Because. <laughs> The amount of th he almost got impeached because of his Twitter handle, right? I, I like I, they were trying to they were trying to, to to write articles of impeachment based off of him telling uh, Ilhan Omar to go back to Somalia, which is just <laughs> like why are you saying that stuff, dude? Like you're the, you yeah. have the most powerful position in the entire world, and you seriously act like a twelve year old. It's yeah. it's to be honest, some of it's kind of funny, but. I mean, oh, I think it's hilarious. He really, he really probably shouldn't be saying this stuff, but it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, world leader just basically talking shit is what it is. Right. And, yeah, and, and I mean, I agree with you too, Greg. Is like there should be a level of professionalism, whether it's social media or, or whatever the case is. Um, you know, and, and I think that's why Trump does have such a, a large following, though, is that he's not afraid to say what's on his mind. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man. Like, he yeah. could be saying shit like that. Like, yeah, that's not what, you know, people expect from a world leader, essentially. Or, I mean, I mean, hell, because, like, we don't even hear Putin saying stuff like that. Like, right. even when he was talking about his immigration policy of how, you know, Russia doesn't need immigrants. Immigrants need Russia type stuff. Mm -hmm. He was still pretty eloquent and, like, uh, respectful in that sense. Or uh, respectable, rather. Not not respectful. Um, 
you know, but Trump, man, that, that dude, like there is no filter. And I don't think like the hamster is like running on the wheel half the time. Like it's just right. laying on the side, spinning it with his paw or something. <laughs> like, like he just, he just says whatever the hell comes to his mind and nobody like tells this dude to pump the brakes. And unfortunately, yeah, the impeachment crap, uh, you know, he just gave them, you know, ammo for their arsenal when it came to that stuff. But yeah. I'm not a Trump and, supporter and, by any means either. No, no, but I don't know. He wins. I'm if he wins this election, I'm scared of what's going to happen after this. Like, there, it's yeah. not like it's just going to be. Oh, he won. We're just going to go about stuff. Because yeah. I, I, I fully believe that there is political implication, like political aspects of the coronavirus. That that's what their goal is: is to make it look as bad as possible. That this happened under his watch. I fully believe right. that. And then they're going to keep going. Like any everything he's doing with the coronavirus, anything that gets mishandled, that's going to be an article of impeachment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, it's, gu- I guarantee it. There's already an investigation going on in the in in the House, an oversight committee. Yeah, because they're just not going to let that go. Like they're still going to be desperate to find any and every reason to inquire and you know to see if there's any any option of. Uh, impeaching this guy for any fucking reason and i'm right there with yeah. you though Greg. because like look at look at the shit they've pulled since he's been elected and mm-hmm. people think that a re-election for him like things are just going to go back to normal or like no you know prior it's gonna, it's gonna get worse. yeah it's going to be way worse yeah and one one thing that really concerns me is if they're working this hard to try to get him out of office if they do get someone elected in the office that they want, what if they're gonna if they're willing to make this much damage? What's their plan after this? Like they yeah, must right. have some pretty some pretty big control things that they want to do because there's no way that they would wreck the economy. The economy is destroyed. Like this is seriously going to be a, a a lifetime worth of repairing, and especially if we get another shutdown like they're talking about, it, it'll it'll never be the same. Like life's already not oh, going to yeah. be the same. Our great grandkids will be continuing to pay on the debt that we've accrued just from this coronavirus shutdown alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we went from what, like, what was it? Uh, how many trillion? And then we, we broke, it was like $9 trillion. Uh, yeah, we, we, we spent more money. We spent more money from Obama to now than we spent from George Washington to George Bush. Yeah. And every, every single president, I think, um, actually Clinton was the last one to actually leave, uh, surplus. Yep. Uh, and then after that, it was just like straight downhill from there. And it was just constant spending. I mean, Bush obviously with uh, our two wars and stuff, which I think right. were unjustified. I think they clearly yep. lied about a lot of that stuff and more and more evidence comes out every day, practically. Um, and then with Trump and the coronavirus and stuff like that, I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but I think we went from like just over 9 trillion in debt to like 23 trillion. Yep. yep. Um, like within a matter of like 30 days. They're talking about another trillion dollar close to bill that they're going to push through for for the coronavirus like there's no way that this can be afforded this is these people wanting all this stuff they're putting in all this extra stuff into these bills that has nothing to do with what they're talking about there's a lot of things that like research and giving money to institutions and and uh sovereignty of people that has nothing to do with these bills actual like need of what they're saying they are and it's It's going to be, sovereignty. it's going to be, a, what's that? Uh, like sovereignty of people. Are they, uh, they're talking like the Chaz chop shit. <laughs> Is that what they're, Gosh, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> like, cause that, and, and, 
and this mail and voting thing that they're trying to do. Yeah. That's that's taking that's taking any security that you have in your vote. When you if you vote in person, you know, I did this, this is going here. But some, like the way the technology is now, you can't even like be certain that that's where your vote's going. They have oh, kids yeah. in, they have a twelve year old in Russia who was able to hack into replicas of our system. He was able to do it in minutes. And then you yeah. have all these you have all these uh uh physical physical ballots that I think it was in New Jersey that there was some some postal workers who threw a whole bunch of uh ballots into the into the garbage and then they got caught. It was yeah. it was some it was it was thousands. I don't know exactly how many, but it was it was quite a few of them. And, and they're and supposed to What's that? Sorry, no, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> Well, they 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 have these kinds of things happening, and they're just like, no, it's it's perfectly secure. And then look at how they handled the Iowa caucus, and the and and they want to take control of the whole election. No, yeah, the Iowa caucus took an entire it took like two days for them to get all their numbers straightened out, and it was just it was just a primary. Yeah, even if they if they even got them straight after that, because God knows where the rest of those freaking ballots went to and stuff. And right. Like, yeah, I'm not buying that shit for a second, and. I'm right there with you though, because I, I think with the whole mail-in stuff, I, I think the intention with that is pretty fucking clear. Um, how do you confirm, you know, the actual registered voter and all that kind of stuff? Cause right. I'll be honest when it comes to that mail-in stuff and digital shit or whatever, like the U S census that, it, that everybody just had to complete. Um, I didn't hardly like put anything factual on there. I put that there was five people in my house and I was the head of my household, the names, ages, and all that other stuff on there. I just clicked right through that shit. Um, right. And, and, and you, and we really, and I'm not saying that I, you know, I was wrong or whatever. I guess um, should I put that information down? Maybe, but it wasn't required. I just don't believe in the government being that intrusive. Now, yeah. when it comes to being a ballot, an actual voting ballot, and you're somebody that is trying to push your candidate so hard, do you really believe that they're going to be truthful on that ballot, right. or that they're even the person that that ballot is freaking addressed to? Like hell yeah. no. And I think it's pretty the, fucking clear. Yeah, and if they can, if they, if they can get more votes to the constituent that they want. Or to the to the uh, uh, elector they want, they can make it so that entirely changes representation. You can get more more uh, people, especially with the illegal stuff, like having illegal people, illegal immigrants allowed to vote in these elections. If they can give them enough stuff that they want, they're going to vote for their party, and that's exactly oh, yeah. what they're doing. They're trying to make it so that they can swoon all these voters and get them to, to to move to their side. So when it comes time for all these congressional elections and these senators, they can easily just get in there with all these votes that they basically bought. Yep. And it's just a, a clean sweep. And I think I've probably said this quite a few times that, you know, I feel bad for uh, the people coming up from like Latin America and stuff in Mexico and all that kind of shit, because you look at the history of their countries, um, they exploited their people for votes like all the fucking time. Yep. Uh, Venezuela, obviously, you know, promised all this free shit, Mexico too. Um, and then they, they exploited their voters and then they just trashed their countries. And now, our U.S. politicians, typically on the left side of the aisle, are doing the same shit. They're exploding, or exploding, holy hell, exploding, <laughs> rather. There's Chris. Hey, how's it going, Chris? Hey, how are you? Good to have you, man. I was kind of worried there for a sec, but uh, I'm glad you're in. Um, but, so, yeah, but, but U.S. politicians now are, are exploiting these illegals, just like their home countries did to them, and it's like, I just can't believe it, because... I guarantee that the these illegals and stuff they they know exactly what the hell is going on, but these politicians are promising more stuff than what because they're U.S. politicians. It makes a difference. Right. I, I don't think so. You know, 
and honestly, shame on those politicians because I think they did that intentionally, knowing that it would work. Like that's a, that's a, oh, yeah. a practice that they know works. Yeah, so, they're fully aware of it. Oh man, but uh, sorry, <laughs> we're kind of going off there for a sec, but and that's fine. It, it, this is all related um, right. to the, the practice of the sixteen nineteen project, the whole mindset and the thinking and everything like that. That it, it's directly related. So. Uh, anyway, Chris, did you you got the flow sheet right? Um, I did. The, the, you know, the notes, okay. No chance to look at it. No worries, I, man. I, uh, we're just kind of this is kind of an off the cuff one, anyways, like we kind of intended. But, um, but going back to the the history too, though, Greg, because I did want to um, touch on this with you. Um, you had mentioned um, at the beginning, you know, like the, the whole party switch, that myth. Uh, you know, yeah. after the Civil War and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm so tired of hearing that. I know. It, <laughs> like I've tried to, I've tried to find evidence that supports that, and I can't find anything. I can find individuals who switched parties. The one that I've seen that is the most common that comes up in researching is Strom Thurmond, and then other than that, yeah. there's like handfuls of, 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 of politicians who switched. Which yeah, Strom Thurmond was a huge racist. Oh God, yeah, yeah, he was open. He was a Jim Crow supporter. Um, yep. He was anti uh, civil rights. Um, I yep. mean, that, he hated that was, women. Yeah, a huge sexist, a chauvinist. Yeah, I mean, a, a simple Google search, and I hate to say that fucking term because I hate Google and I hate when people say it. But a simple search though on that guy <laughs> would literally pull up an entire rap sheet of like his just terrible shit. Which, mind you, the Clintons like praised that guy, and so did a bunch of other politicians. It's like, oh, he did so much. But what the fuck are you talking about, man? That that dude was actively oppressing. Like, if there was ever. Uh, a good, uh, I guess, uh, example of systemic racism and stuff like that. That dude helped push it. It was him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I just, it blows my fucking mind. Um, yeah. And I know I, I, when I was doing my easy research here um, before we uh, put this stuff together, but uh, there was one uh, Democrat that uh, after the Civil War, he actually did switch, but it, it was one uh, individual. I cannot, for the life of me, find it right now. I'll I'll post it on the Heretic Radio page uh, once I find that guy's name. But as far as the that Dixiecrat lie of the the Great Southern Switch, um, never fucking happened. Like Greg said, I haven't been able to find anything supporting that either. Um, it's 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 nuts. But you look at uh, like the Reconstruction period. I know we're going to touch on that here. We might as well while we're on it. Um, there's just no evidence to support anything that. Uh, you know, the, the union at that point anyways was, you know, putting together all this Jim Crow stuff, whatever else that was all Southern Democrat, um, the segregation, uh, you know, the mobs that would go around literally and harass right. and intimidate and kill, uh, you know, Republicans in the South, stuff like that, which, uh, yeah. a good chunk of those Democrats anyways, went on to, to form the KKK, mind you, um, those were not Republicans that turned Democrat. I, I just, I, I can't even... <clears throat> There's I can't a, even fathom why Southern Republicans would even do that after yeah. the Civil War. I don't understand yeah. that. Like, what, yeah, exactly. Like, go through all this. Go through all the things that they go through to just be like, you know what? Not worth it. We're just going to go and start oppressing you guys again. Yeah. I it mean, just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's just on a common sense level. Like, you just don't do things like that. Or for them to – like, the, the argument that they – like before you get to the point when like you uh when when slavery was abolished they fight this war and they abolish slavery and 
They abolished the slave trade. What year was that? Uh, I think 60. Um, oh, oh, here we go. Slavery was abolished in... Was that 1806? Slave trade was abolished? Oh, yeah. I want to say it was early 1800s. Yeah. And 18, then slavery yeah, itself 18, ended, yeah. Yeah, eighteen and eighteen sixty-five. So you go through all that stuff to just like if you if you're trying to get your 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 independence from from England, like they try to say that the reason that there was issues with framing of the Constitution was that they wanted to keep slavery. That's not true. The, it's the, not at all. There 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 were only two states that would not let them put the end of slavery in the Constitution to begin with, and it was Georgia and North or South Carolina, one of the two of them, but. There was two states that wouldn't put it in there, and the bill wouldn't be ratified. And if the bill wasn't ratified, then there would have been no independence for anybody. Right. We'd still we'd be we'd still be flying a a, a, a flag of England right now. Yeah. And then the and then the, they wanted to say that the framers were trying to keep that slavery in, and in the writing of the Constitution, when they wrote the original, the the original uh, rough draft, Thomas Jefferson had it written out: life, liberty, and property. But then he ended up having to change that because people were construing that as you can have people as property. So that's why that phrasing in itself got changed from life, liberty to pro uh, pro life, liberty and to property to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, and that's and that's still not good enough um, for the, the people that wrote the 1619 and a lot of this woke movement stuff. Like that's not good enough because the, yeah. the thought was there apparently or, or something. I have no idea. It yeah, just doesn't fit like the narrative is, is what I'm getting. It's like they, like you were saying earlier, that they, you have to be actively trying to not be racist, and they hold that standard to everyone that they wanted to apply to. That goes all the way back to the beginning of time. If you had any kind of, of, of period of time where there was any kind of segregation, which they're even starting to try to push segregation now with some of these movements, oh, trying yeah. to have black-only areas and stuff, and I'm just like, hey, wait a minute, what happened to these amendments that we had to stop that? Like what was that? Right. Uh, uh, Plessy, Plessy versus Ferguson. Was that the yep. uh, the segregation? Yeah. So you yep. have that. You have that that court case, and then there's 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 segregation, and then Brown versus Board of Education when that was pushed through and finally made it so that it was not it was it was not constitutionally uh, people were not constitutionally allowed to be separated like that. Schools right. were were no longer segregated, but. Here we go. Like they want to get rid of history, so they're just throwing all this stuff out, and they just want to start all over and go down the exact same path. Yeah. And the funny thing too about the um, uh, that whole Southern switch bullshit myth there was that, um, you know, the Democrats basically at that time. So like, so like the North, the Union itself, the North, they they won the Civil War, right? They won the battles. They they got the South to surrender at Appomattox, all that other stuff, whatever. Um, later on, there was a lot of political involvement with Ulysses S. Grant and all that kind of stuff, whatever, that he ended up pulling the f the five military districts in the South that he had assigned Union soldiers to to, to um, basically enforce the 13th and 14th Amendments that they right. made all the southern states pass um, after they absolved them back into the Union. Um, as soon as they left, that's when the Democrats ran wild. Um, yep. But at the same time, Jim, it's Jim like it's totally – yeah, Jim Crow. Yeah, um, that's when you had all the the lynchings in the South. Um, those right. freaking horrific lynchings. Uprising. Yep, uh, all that kind of stuff. Now, if those were Republicans that supposedly switched uh, to Democrat in the South, why weren't Northern Republicans doing the same thing and jumping on the bandwagon? Why, you know what I mean? Like, right. 
Now, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense at all. Like I, why would I have if, if that was anything? If that was the case, hey. they had they had political power, like they had. Can anybody Hello? hear me? Hello? Yep, we can yeah. hear you. Um, but, uh, but what I was saying is that uh, if they if they were to have that period of time when they had control uh, politically, why wouldn't the the northern uh, Republicans, like you said, just use that those numbers in their favor to just do right? the exact same thing that they were doing? Yeah, because it was the it was that period um, immediately after Reconstruction when the the Southern Democrats just I mean they swept. Every seat yeah. from the elections, yeah. uh, I got it right here in my notes, the elections of 1868, 70, and 72, the Democrats just gained everything. Um, yeah. they, they held basically then, every seat. Yeah, Excuse and then me, in sorry. 1877, in 1877 when, when Ulysses S. Grant left office, that's when it started to get real bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, then they were just running buck wild, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jim Crow was passed shortly thereafter, and the South continued back on that, like, that Confederacy path of – Granted, we can't make these people slaves, but we're literally just going to like murder them in the street and put fear in them yeah. to make them leave, essentially, like or or whatever, hide in fear. And it's fucked up. Um, but yeah, so why wouldn't Northern Republicans do that? Because even Democrats in the North, they still held true to their beliefs during the Civil War. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Uh, Southern Republicans, um, there was actually meetings in hiding that were like, um, you know, Union supporters, essentially. There were uh, Southern Republicans, um, but they would hold their meetings in secret because Southern Democrats were literally like murderous at that point, like during the civil war, like if they found out that there was union sympathizers, the same thing, like the K the KKK would do essentially, like they would go murder these people and burn their houses down. Like if they found out, so they right. had all their meetings. In secret. So again, if, if that, you know, like you said, Greg, if that was the status quo essentially for Southern Democrats, why wouldn't the rest of the Democrats and the entire union jump on board and use that to gain their power, yep. which they didn't even need to do, I guess. But, they still didn't do it. Like I haven't found a shred of evidence to support that theory at all. And I hate hearing it because I mean, you go on any social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the hell. Um, I think parlor is probably the only exception because that's predominantly like conservative anyways. But um, right. th that myth is still being like perpetuated, like out there, like, Oh, there was a great Southern switch. Blah, blah. And then that goes into the whole Southern strategy shit prior to the 1960s civil rights act, uh, which again, it, doesn't freaking make sense, but no, no, and uh, hello, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I think Chris, <laughs> Chris, you got your TV on. <laughs> Can you hear us, Chris? Yep, oh, gotcha, sorry, <laughs> yep, I just turned the TV down. <coughs> um, no. Um, Jesse, you, uh, yeah. you know, our family, of course, uh, uncle Mark likes to date black girls, right? So we have black cousins all over the place, which is great. They're best kids ever. Like they're not like the best kids. They're the kids that the kids. <laughs> yeah, they're the kids. But, um, how are, how are people, um, being racist when we have, you know, like mixed people in the family and we, you know, like we take care of them, like, just like anybody else, you know, it's not like, I don't see them as a black kid or, or a white kid. And it's just, it's, it's amazing how people are fucked up that we're racist all of a sudden. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 
I'm half I mean, and How much racism and, like, is there really in this world? I mean, like, because we have, like, I know if I talk to my uncle's um, girlfriend, I'm like, hey, do you hate me? She'd be like, fuck, no, I don't hate you. But it's <laughs> not. It's, it's, it's the media that's pushing it so fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the media is perpetuating that, that racism, uh, you know, like, oh, there's white supremacists everywhere and hiding and... Um, you know, they're all Trump supporters or they're going to jump out and get each other. It's like, it's like that boogeyman. You know what I mean? Like I, I shared a thing the other day that basically said that, you know, the, the appeal to Marxism is that no one is responsible for themselves or their failures, you know, and uh, if there is a problem, then it's blamed on an oppressor. And if there is no oppressor, then one is created. And I, cr- I truly right. think that that oppressor is yeah. created in that, si- that situation because, um, I mean, hell, you just go outside and you talk to your neighbor and you realize that the world is a lot more freaking harmonious than what the media is making it out yeah. to be. Um, yep. America, honestly, in its founding, has no race. We still had yep. uh, a multitude of people from all over the world, even during colonial times. Like, you know, um, and, and I mean, and even to today, obviously, America has always been known as a melting pot. Um Exactly. Yep. It, it, it's it's nuts, and they're they're pushing it so hard because I honestly think you know fear is a, is an incredible motivator. I mean, we've seen that throughout history and throughout time, especially in our, our nation's history. Um, everything from shit even World War One all the way to current times. Um, but they're pushing it so hard because uh, it's it's furthering their agenda. Now, um, you brought up Uncle Mark, and you know, and being like um, and actively anti-racist, and I <laughs> I think I know. Uh, you're talking about there when it comes to that, Chris, because I know you've seen the post from Joe Jorgensen, um, the libertarian presidential candidate right now. I was right on board with her. Uh, or not. I, I mean, I'm not a voting person, but um, I agreed with a lot of her platforms that she was uh, kind of putting out there, you know, like decreasing the size of federal government, auditing the Fed, um, stuff like that, whatever. Um, truly believing that everybody was, you know, created equal, whatever. You know, great. That's awesome those are things that every politician obviously should be running on in my opinion she kind of lost me though when she posted this thing the other day on twitter or tweeted whatever the fuck i don't have twitter i have no idea um but she basically said that you know it's not enough just to be um you know not racist you have to be actively anti-racist like you said chris and she lost a lot of favor with that like a lot of people on that thread were just like "Mm, yeah i'm out because you know when i like was growing up and stuff like my dad didn't sit me down and he wasn't like you know you got to really try it hard not to be racist. Like, like that wasn't a conversation ever that I don't think anyone ever have. Like, that's not a problem, you know? So like for me to try to be actively anti-racist, like what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like what what, what is the expectation there? Because then then it's almost like that. Yeah. Then it's like that white guilt shit. Like that's that's exactly what I was going to say. They got to this point now to where like, I have Twitter and like, I'll get on there and look. Some of the stuff that I see on there is absolutely absurd. You have people that are like these group, these families that are chaining themselves up and being marched like they're going to the slave trade and stuff. Like, come on, people. It's it's ridiculous. And like for for them, Honestly, to, like I had friends come over when I was a kid. They were, um, I don't know, Chinese, dark, black, whatever. I, I had friends come over. My parents never cared. You know, that's the way it was. Yeah, it wasn't like a. Yeah, you gotta right. don't don't say anything or yeah. Like and honestly, the, like Greg with that example, uh, you know, chaining themselves up and and because I think I, I've seen that post you're talking about, like they had that wooden plank between their necks and they were chained yeah. to it and they're walking yeah. in like a line. Where I honestly find that disrespectful because to me that that's almost like making a mockery of what those people went through during that time. Right. 
It's like, more why would you want to recreate that? Yeah, why would you want to recreate that? I mean, yeah. And, if and anything, I don't want to have reverence and respect for that. But you know, when I go to Uncle Mark's house, yeah. like um, we have food. Like, hey, do I have to? Um, can I make a burger or do your kids eat jumbo or some bullshit? No, we just fucking <laughs> we make food. Yeah, we make, make food, food for yeah. what they want. You know, it's like we all fucking eat the same shit. I, you know, just because they're half black, I'm like, come on. I, I never even thought about they were half black. They're my cousins. No, we're making fucking hamburgers. Here's your food, and we eat it, and they like it. There's, right. Yeah. It's, it's pathetic that you have to, like, nowadays, you have to be like, oh, oh, he's half black. Oh, what do you got to fucking put watermelon or some bullshit out there? Come on. Like, no, like, it just it made me think of the, uh, the whole Chaz shit uh, out in uh, Seattle where, like, they made a rule within that little commune that, like, it, uh, every white person had to give every black person like ten bucks or something. Like what the yeah. fuck? And the same girl had it four times. Are you kidding? Yeah, so you kept making circles. Fucking ass. <laughs> like, fucking robbing people, you know, like whatever. Like, and that that whole thing was laughable to begin with. I mean, we all kind of, I think we expected oh, yeah. that to die out. I mean, it yeah. lasted what, like, just Rape like three weeks or something. Right there. Yeah, fantastic. This, uh, this. The second I saw them try to make that garden and they just threw dirt down and then put plants <laughs> that provide no nutrition in there, I was just like, yeah, you guys. All the pe- all the people in the picture had their hands on their heads and just knew that they'd be living in squalor and they're just like, we can't we can't keep going. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. the cardboard, the, the topsoil from like Walmart, and then they planted like basil and shit. Like it wasn't even like yeah, crop yeah. food. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that whole chest thing. And that. They trampled it. Yeah. And then there was a, that Reddit post. I don't know how true it was about uh, the guy that came through and, like, uh, he robbed somebody's tent of, like, their laptop, their phone, and all sorts of shit. And then somebody posted underneath it saying, like, oh, well, don't be mad. You know, that, that comrade probably needed it more and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, so you're just openly advocating theft now. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like stupid communism. Yeah. Like, it didn't even fucking make sense. <sighs> Yeah, because right. that that that, tie, that that right there ties into some of this stuff that they're pushing with the sixteen nineteen. There's so much Marxism attached to this, like uh, oh. Nicole Hannah Jones. She she. she I'm sorry, I just said that they loved all of them except for the thieves. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm so hungry, but I'm gonna rob you. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take your laptop because I'm starving. <laughs> they're so fucking ridiculous yeah that that uh nicole hannah jones um is she I, I can't remember if it was her or if it was uh that one uh rep out of toronto that was um black lives matter but they flat out said like they're trained marxists yeah okay yeah so I'm like, that was uh, a black that, lives that should matter tell you everything person. Yeah, that should tell yep. you everything that you need to know as a common sense individual, you know, about that group. Like now, Joe Jorgensen too. Going back to that tweet real quick, she was trying to say that, um, you know, the whole anti, being anti-racist, actively anti-racist or whatever, and then she hashtagged um, Black Lives Matter. Now she, she made the claim that BLM, and I might have this backwards, so forgive me. I'll have to post something later on. But uh, one of the groups anyways is an active Marxist group and then the other one is just an organization like a not-for-profit kind of whatever, uh, like a civil rights group type thing. She's not affiliated with the Marxists, but I'm like, yeah, but even me, like I, I do research 
quite a bit. Um, I couldn't even tell the difference, uh, you know, until I freaking looked it up. Um, so it's like, why would you align yourself with potential Marxists anyways, or the misconception of a group that's been labeled Marxist, I guess at that point, like, I think that's just dumb on her part. I don't know. Yeah. And you had, you had Nicole Hannah Jones. He was praising cute, like the same kind of stuff I heard Bernie Sanders say, where he was just preaching about how they have a high literacy rate. They have universal health care. I mean, like that's cool. Your kids can read, but they're reading the stuff the government's allowing them to read. Like yeah. that is not a good trade off. <laughs> Well, you got to be careful. They're coming to get us. Yeah, right. That's freaking ridiculous. Um, I, I'll i find it later, Jesse. I'll show you. Um, somebody in uh, Gloversville, New York, um, posted something. Oh, yep. Um, you came up here to get us bikers, but we kicked your ass. And they said something about um, um, you're a nigger, and we're going to show you where the nigger tree is that you hang from and all this shit. But What? There was never a biker up there. Nothing ever happened up there in Gloversville. Was this a letter? This is a Facebook post. I got to find it. Um, I will post it shortly when I find it again. But um, there was nothing in Gloversville. Gloversville is a hick town. Nobody goes there. Yeah. There's literally no black people there. And barely white white people with any common sense live there. It's like scary. It's like a inbred town. This right. guy, this guy <laughs> was talking about how yeah yeah we showed you, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah, you you want to fight people that come to your town, but he's talking about bikers, and yeah, we kicked your ass. I'm like, oh boy. Um, yeah, that goes along with like all these hoax, um, you know, hate crimes and shit that's been going on that. Uh, like that, that Bubba dude. What, what was his name? I I don't that watch was, that NASCAR. Was Bubba, Bubba uh, Wallace. Yeah, it's Bubba Wallace. Yeah, yeah. it's just a door yeah, pull, but, like for real. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a, a perfect opportunity to say, you know what? Okay, we we misunderstood. Sorry. Nope. Right. Had right. To keep it going. I, I think he that was that just kind of a oh, opportunistic sorry, moment. He, he used that as an opportunity. That guy has name because I've never heard of him. I, I don't watch NASCAR either, but I've never heard of that guy. That got that dude so many more followers on social media. People actually know who he is, and they'll look for him in races now. That was an, opportun an opportunistic moment. He oh, yeah. is the worst driver in NASCAR. Doesn't win anything ever, ever win anything. Now, all of a sudden, right. yeah. the half black, half black, not full black guy – now everybody loves him. Come on, yeah. yeah like, I, I, I yeah. looked up some of his stats. Like the last couple of races, he had come in like twenty third or some shit. Um, you know, before that yeah, whole yeah. Uh, media explosion he that he did with the door pull, whatever. So it was like he was trying to make himself relevant, in my opinion, because his NASCAR career was basically crap. Um, the Danica, juicy Smollier freaking hoax. The, yeah, Dana, Danica McKellar place better than him every time she raced. He just sucks. What wasn't there another Danica yeah. too, like Danica Patrick or some shit that oh, she did oh, like yeah, uh, yeah, Formula yeah. One racing yeah. and yeah, yeah she did NASCAR. She didn't even do that well. Is she still racing? I I, I don't no, even know. I have no idea. Now now she's a really hot model. Oh, go figure. Because I know that, like, she kind of, like, swept the thing, like, oh, man, like, the first uh, woman race car driver, and she was doing okay for a while, and then it was just, like, she got 
dominated. Forgive the term, um, but yeah. all the other drivers getting, are just like, man, never mind. Yeah, once you start getting in these races where you have like, because I don't think she was in the the whatever the major league of NASCAR, the Sprint Cup series or something. Once you get up no, there, she and did, like you're ready to do NASCAR. Yeah, she was in. Yep. Was, was she in the big series? Yes. Yep, she did, and she oh, okay. always placed like fucking I don't know second to last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. That's what I mean. When she came up from the lesser of the series, and then she came up to there. That's when she started not doing good. Because right. she got exposed as being as being pretty average, right? Yeah. Now, Bubba, Bubba, being okay. Well, you're half black. Okay, so what? It you're not a good driver. That's why. You're yeah. Not what does that have driver. to do with your ability to drive a 200 plus mile an hour right. vehicle? Like, right. You right. Just suck. Yeah, that goes like, into exactly like the, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Because I I I watch football. I'm probably done now. Like I can't deal with this. When they said the, the the black national anthem, I was just like, nope. I, I, I honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even know there was a black national anthem. This is the first I, time I've ever heard. Neither it. did I. I was gonna say. I've, ne- I've never heard that song in my life. I, I, I was like, uh, did they just write this? But apparently, it's been there for quite a while. But I've never heard of it, and I've never heard it. And I'm not saying like. I'm against it or whatever, but like to, to, because to me, it's just, it's like sheer pandering. The NFL, uh, if you look at like their stats as far as viewership and uh, revenue and all that other kind of shit, like they have gone down the tubes like detrimentally. Like it's yeah. an insane amount of millions of dollars that they've lost in the last like a year and a half, roughly, uh, because of the whole Kaepernick shit. Um, yep. I, I see both sides of the argument and like, oh, it's free speech, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. But your bosses don't want you to do that. Like when I was in the military, and granted, I, I really can't compare it, but it's a similar circumstance. You know, I didn't have freedom of speech when I was in the uniform. I couldn't protest in uniform. I couldn't speak my mind. I couldn't speak against the government, shit like that. But if I was out of uniform and at, you know, a peaceful protest type stuff, I could protest wherever the hell I want. And that was off the books, off the clock. You know what I mean? So, like, Kaepernick, right. granted, yeah, he only kneeled. Great. Got it. Whatever. But he pissed off a lot of people. He pissed off the commissioners, all that kind of stuff. And I don't watch football. Um, but, yeah, it's like you're getting paid to play football, which, again, Kaepernick, he's not even that good. Isn't he like a second- or third-string quarterback or some shit? Like, he filled yeah, in for well, the sub. Once, <laughs> he, once he started doing the kneeling, that was right when he lost his starting job. Like, he wasn't yeah. starting anymore. Yeah. So he, 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 start, he started doing that. And that's another thing. Like, he's half-black, too. And he's went from just being a normal guy who was just playing football to all of a sudden growing an afro and throwing up fists all the time and it's just it's it's not it's not authentic it does not feel real he had a tweet that he wrote in 2000 2011 wishing everyone a happy fourth of july and then this yeah. year he's talking about how it's a white supremacist day which yeah, that, i saw that. that that blows my mind like he it's got the, dragged it's the, <laughs> for that, that <laughs> This like the stuff because I live in Custer and being being where I was at and seeing how much stuff was going on for them protesting Mount Rushmore and how the how the way that that place has been addressed now has changed so much to where it's it's and you wouldn't even think this is the same country. People, yeah, want it to be. There's so many. There's not so many. There's enough people to have it be uh, put on the news and stuff that were protesting uh, up on uh, up right by Mount Rushmore. And they're 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 calling those presidents slave owners and white supremacists and how it's a I, uh, a, a, a salute to the a salute to the racist of the country. It's ridiculous. 
yeah. I, I wrote on um, my um, local news when they posted something about um, the racist, and I said, you know what? There's going to be a point that regular people are going to be pushed to just that certain point, and then we're going to fight back, and it's going to be very bad for the the Democrats and the liberals. You like it's it's going to happen. You're you're just going to hit that point, and it's a matter of when. Yeah, I think we're we're getting close to that, too. Yeah, I I posted something about that. um, I think it was last week, you know, that I really think that the time for discussion is drawing to an end because it's it's the cognitive dissonance on both sides that I've noticed that people just literally they've got their minds made up at this point. Like they don't care about anything else. They don't care about any new evidence that comes up. Like there's very few of us like us three here that regardless of where it comes from, whatever else, like if there's evidence or fact to, to back that claim or whatever, then we'll take it as that. Like, we're not going to be like, no, oh, I'm not, no, that's not right. No, no. But there's people out there that literally they are the epitome, the definition of cognitive dissonance. Like you could him in the face with the truth and they'll be like, no, I didn't feel that. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't care. And mm-hmm. it's to the point now where like, like these groups like BLM and shit like that, like, um, like I love- over fact. Yeah, yeah, it's feelings over fact, ultimately, because yeah. um, I've shared a couple Ami Horowitz, uh, I guess, kind of pieces that he does. He's like an investigative kind of journalist type oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I watched I shared a lot of his stuff recently. Yeah, and he's out there, uh, you know, waving the ISIS flag, and he got more support for that than he did the U.S. flag, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, it, it's kind of sickening, and it's kind of scary. Granted, that was Berkeley, California, um, which is notoriously, yeah. like, hyper-liberal. So- it's still it's in the United States. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a, a higher education uh, institution. I mean, and they're the the professors are admittingly teaching this indoctrination to you know the next generation essentially that could potentially be the leaders of our country or hold some kind of position within you know the government essentially because you see Berkeley I mean they've got a lot of different things I know political science is a huge field uh, or a few a huge study rather over there. Um, that a lot of kids come out of, uh, you know, with degrees and stuff like that. But um, the liberal arts in general, I guess, is huge there. But political science is a big one. So it's like, and they're pumping these kids full of that shit. And, like, granted, I'm not a huge Trump supporter. I don't agree with the guy on hardly anything. But I do agree with him, you know, his statement saying that, like, the higher uh, education institutions, um, they're pushing a lot of this leftist, like, basically Marxist indoctrination and education into these kids that they're literally teaching them to, like, hate their own country. And it's, I mean, you see that with BLM and kind of going on to our next thing here, like the whole woke movement and stuff like that. To me, that's, that's a complete, like a Bolshevik style Marxist uh, takeover attempt. Exactly. Yeah. They're pushing, they're pushing propaganda. They're the, the, look at the news organizations, CNN. If you go on there, I don't even know if they ever say anything that's true and it's all opinion. It's just these things that they want that, that there, there is no like direct news delivered. It's all opinion yeah, shows. No, John Lemon, uh, Cuomo. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I'm, and I think the age of journalism is completely dead. I think it died a long time ago. Yeah. I'm talking like decades yeah. ago because instead of actually just reporting, you know, all the the, the five W's essentially of uh, an incident or a situation, or whatever. Now it's like you said, Greg. It's all like opinion piece or almost like an editorial. You know, yeah, they're not actually yep. reporting shit. They're just giving their right. feelings and their, their thinking on it, which yeah. if it's not even fact backed or, 
logic based at all. It's just literally, you yeah. know, oh, what do my viewers want to hear because I'm CNN, you know, or yeah, and and when they when they do have their interviews that they do with people and they'll have topics that they could give some pushback on, they just take them by the hand and walk them straight through the whole thing. They don't ever ask them hard questions. The only time they ever ask ask hard questions is if you get somebody on uh, these private networks. That's the only time you ever get hard yeah. questions asked. Is half of these people that are getting these questions asked to them, they're not gonna they're gonna have all the questions established before they even get there. It's like Hillary Clinton oh, in the yeah. debates; like they already know what's going on, right? <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, Don Don Lemon and uh, Chris Cuomo. Um, Jesus, he never lived a um, a perfect life. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the way the way the way that he said it was just like so condescending. He's like Jesus, Jesus. If if that's what you believe, and I'm just like this guy. I, I can't take that guy serious, and that guy has some sexual assault allegations right. on Jesus him, too. Jesus was here. I mean, Jesus was put on earth to lead the perfect life, to show everybody how to live the life. Like, he he's the ultimate, like, like God. I mean, like, he's yeah, God. He's the, he's, the, he's, he's the son the, of God. Yeah, yeah, he committed no, no crime. He didn't, no adultery or... Um, took a, a name in vain. Nothing. He he was the guy that's supposed to show us how to live, and they're saying, "Oh, he didn't live a perfect life." He fucking. Kidding. I'm just like, yeah. When they said that, I'm like, "Where do you read your Bible at? Like, what kind of Bible is this?" I know, fucking assholes. Well, they, I think it's it's completely sad. hypocritical uh, because most of the the, the biggest critics of pretty much any religious or religious text rather but in particular christianity in our country for some reason like the left hates christians not sure why yeah. but um but they're they're the first ones to cite different bible verses or try to throw like scripture in christian's face or whatever but it's like but you don't even believe that so why would you even say it like right yeah it's like how, how, how can you even use that nancy pelosi saying i pray i pray for the president all the time I'm no. Yeah. That lady would. Maybe that lady Satan. would burst into. She'd burst into flames if she touched a Bible or walked into a church. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I, 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 I can't burst, go in there. Burst, burst into flames she's either from just like the evil, either from the evil or just the alcohol level. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> her tits are still up there at eighty. Okay. Uh, yeah. How long is she? How long has she been in office? Thirty. Thirty-eight years. Forty years. Yeah. Yeah, late eighties uh, is when she got in. Her, her Man. and Feinstein and uh, Christ, I, yeah, I believe in God, and they can take the <laughs> when they want. Like, yeah, while she's up. trying to keep oh, her dentures yeah. from falling out. That's her and Biden. Biden will sit there talking, and I'm just like, what is he doing with his mouth? His teeth look different every time he's on TV, too. Yeah. That dude is seriously suffering from early onset dementia. Uh, yeah, he's got like what's like, that? Uh, sundown, sundowns, sundowners. Yeah, sundowners um, syndrome. Yeah. Um, as um, I, my mom has, um, she's in uh, stage five Alzheimer's. But I've watched my mom every single time. He's definitely going through that. Hundred percent. Yeah. I, I know. I, I can see it. My dad sees it. He's like, my dad doesn't like him, but he's like, oh man, I feel bad. Yeah, you know, everything, everything <laughs> that comes out of his mouth is fucking retarded. And, and I think that Biden, honestly, that I don't believe that he would be uh, 
a, a good or even half decent president. I think they're no. just propping him up because he'd be a great puppet president. Right. You know what I mean? They're he would just be the face, and they would they'd be the ones working all the deals well, behind the closed doors. Yeah, they're gonna get. Yeah. They want to get him into office, and then wh- whoever is gonna be the vice president, that's the next president, because he's gonna yeah. have something happen. Some some misfortunate thing is gonna happen to him. He'll get coronavirus or something, or he'll just die in his sleep. It'll be something. I almost yeah. guarantee it. And if Trump and did get reelected, I would not be surprised if he gets assassinated. Yeah, or or, or an yeah. attempt. Right, I would not be surprised at all. No. Yeah. No, I don't think they would do I'm, that to him. He's a Democrat? No. They're um, either going to say he died of Alzheimer's or fucking Corona got him. Definitely not going to assassinate him. Yeah. Oh, no, no not, Joe, not Joe Biden. I'm talking about Trump. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, surprised I'm, sur- I'm honestly surprised him. there hasn't been an attempt on his life. And I, right. listening, we're not advocating for that, obviously. But no. I'm surprised that one of these crazy-ass fucking left-wing people, you know, the purple hair, like, 300-pound peoples didn't get their hands on a gun. Because I mean, look at all the mass shootings we've had. I'm honestly right. surprised that someone hasn't tried to make an attempt. I mean, we've had a couple of people jump the fence. We've had a dude light himself on fire, which I'm still... <laughs> I have no idea why he did that, um, other than I protests see. of Trump, but he literally lit himself on fire. Um, yeah, the dude that jumped the fence, and they, they claimed he had an arsenal in his trunk, which was laughable because he had, like, one pistol, a rifle, and then, like, maybe a few hundred rounds. Um, that's not an arsenal, and I'm not trying to brag, but, right. like, come look at my gun cabinet. Uh, I think <laughs> half of America would probably shit their pants. Um, and I'm, mine's not even, like, big either. Like, I know people that legit have fucking arsenals in their houses. They could probably arm, like, an entire army unit, for fuck's sake. But, yeah, you got these weird-ass people. Like, I'm surprised there honestly hasn't been an attempt at that point because there's people out there literally out of their fucking minds, and they hate Trump so bad that yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, they just want they like they want this dude out of the office, plain and simple. Yeah. And when he got elected and I saw that stuff that night and there was people – on CNN, literally crying, and had a big meeting about it the next day. I saw, and uh, that 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 was really a, a huge eye opener. Yeah, yeah. The, the the impeachment stuff that they went through. Like I, those articles that they put on him for impeachment. I'm just like, how are you going to say abuse of power when these are two separate branches of the government? And like right. the whole checks, the whole checks and balances thing is placed there so that this can't like so that. This can't be 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 done, right? Yeah. Did you guys get a good laugh this morning though when you saw that Trump commuted uh, Roger Stone's yeah. prison sentence? <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I I figured something like that was gonna happen. Um, yeah, I, I I heard it from my house, like just freaking the the anguish and the lamentation of the freaking left just going nuts. Um. But I, I thought it was hilarious, though. Even if the yeah, Democrats win, the, um, you know, like if uh, Biden wins, they they can't fucking charge him again, and they are so pissed. Yeah, Greg and I were talking um, earlier in the podcast, and I think a little bit before we recorded too, Chris. Like, you look at all the shit that's happened since 2016 um, with the left, and you know these Marxists essentially that, in my opinion, try to do a soft coup on Trump, looking for any and every reason to impeach this guy and scandals and this that or whatever. Um, if and probably when he gets reelected here at the end of this year, just imagine how bad it's going to be now or after that fact. Right. You know, look at all the shit that they've done 
since 2016 to now. And like, just imagine how bad it's going to be after he gets reelected. And I, I say that kind of confidently, obviously nobody really knows, but Joe Jorgensen's out. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think she honestly had a shot in hell because I think libertarians, um, first of all, I mean, they could never come together to even agree on a simple freaking or a simple uh, policy because every libertarian yeah. always argues that the other person is not a real libertarian. Um, but I also think they're extremely naive because they think that, oh, Joe, Mommy Joe is going to, you know, rescue the country. She's going to get rid of the ATF and audit the Fed, all sort of shit, whatever. Um, but they fail to acknowledge willingly or unwillingly that she everything that she'd want to do still has to go through congress u.s congress right and you really think yeah. that a a two-party uh you know legislative branch and executive or not executive but uh judicial branch essentially at that point they're gonna let that happen absolutely not because they're the ones that help build this freaking shit storm and you think that yep. one president like jorgensen is gonna dismantle that whole thing absolutely not so i, I don't no. think she's really got a chance i mean i'm sure she'll probably get i don't know 15, 10% of the votes, maybe less. I don't think it'd be much higher than that. But I think Biden and Trump ultimately are going to be the ones, uh, you know, to make it all the way. But I think Trump's going to take the uh, election again. And I, I honestly, I'm kind of scared because yeah. who knows what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> I think that uh, the way that he handles this next few weeks with the coronavirus, I think that's going to be a really telling on whether or not he's going to get reelected. Because you have a lot of people, like I see on Twitter, a lot of people that are, have been pretty big supporters of Donald Trump. They're starting to waver a little bit in the way that he hand, the way that he's handling this. Like they have to get if the economy doesn't get opened up, he doesn't have that argument of don't vote for Joe Biden because things will be really bad. Well, things are already really bad, so why wouldn't right. why wouldn't people be more apt to try to get somebody else in there to change stuff? And I think people are just honestly. Uh, realizing that they're doing this stuff because he's in office. I don't think that this country would have been locked down on any level if it would have been someone else in office. I just don't believe yeah. that, and I think that I think their actions are proven that that be true. Because they, oh yeah, there's all these all these all these places that have such an economical impact on the United States are not opened up, and they're not going to open schools. That's affecting everything. Like all these oh, yeah. all these major all these major universities that have sports. Do you know how many of those scholarships that they get for other, like, women, other sports? Uh, they always want to throw people of color. A lot of those athletes are people of color. If they don't have sports, they can't have these scholarships. Like, I'm pretty sure it was Stanford. They removed a lot of their their, their uh, scholarships for this next year because they're not going to have sports. Yep. Yeah, I think I did see that, too, that um, they're trying to do, like, a fundraising effort or some shit to keep the sports departments open um, because they've had to nix so much out of their budget <laughs> because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And and it's like – sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, Fauci was – Fauci, Fauci, however you say his name. He was yeah. saying that they, they – he doesn't think that sports should be played until they have a, a, a vaccine for this virus. But if there were to be a group of people that you would think would be the most likely to recover and be fine from this, I think that it would be healthy, young, athletic people right. who would be able to get it and recover. And there's people that have uh, shared their stories and they're just like, yeah, I had it and I had like, it was like not even a bad cold. Yeah. But then, I mean, like, everyone's different. I'm not saying that that's how it's going to be for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hal Steinbrenner um, went to meet Governor Cuomo this week. All of a sudden, today, our star star pitcher um, has COVID. Might not be able to play this whole year. Yeah, I'm calling yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was like right. that. Uh, uh, was it MSNBC? Um, 
or was it just NBC? I can't remember, but there was a reporter there. I just saw the, an article on it today. Uh, they made the claim that he had COVID-19 a couple weeks ago. And then he oh, flat out admitted yep. today that, yeah, I never actually had it. Uh, sorry. Yep. No, he, he, had picture, he had pictures of himself lying in bed, sick as hell. Um, uh, um, what do you call um, the fucking oxygen? Uh, yeah, the nasal cannula. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm done. <laughs> lying ass son of a bitch. Really? Yeah, I mean, we kind of covered that in a previous podcast too, Chris and I, and um, you know the the Corona bullshit of how we even said back then that um, what early March I think it was there that um, you know they were going to inflate the numbers and they were going to exaggerate this like crazy and then look what happened. I mean, I'm not trying to like say I'm some fortune teller, some bullshit, but it was almost too predictable. And now yeah. with this whole second wave being expected, and you got them still keeping shit shut down or whatever. Because Fauci, honestly, is globalist trash. That dude, if you look at his yeah. record um, back in the '80s yeah. and how. He handled oh, the AIDS uh, pandemic. Um, that dude clearly, uh, I mean, there's sheer evidence that he withheld uh, antiviral drugs and, and research and all that kind of stuff to intentionally make people die, to make the right. death toll freaking just skyrocket so he can yep. capitalize, uh, you know, on his drugs and all that other kind of shit. Because now, yep. look, um, he's head of the NIHS, which holds the patents for uh, a lot of the antivirals that they use to treat AIDS and HIV. Yep. So it's like, come on. And now this guy is pushing for. Uh, you know, a uh, vaccine or immunization for it, whatever. Uh, two things to that. For one, the guy's trash, and you know he's going to try to make money on it because for some reason the the CDC owns patents to several uh, vaccines. Which why is that a thing? That should be like an open source type thing or an open patent where anybody can use it. Um, and secondly, um, uh, we have a flu vaccine already. We have several different flu vaccines from several different makers and all that kind of shit. This is a similar uh, virus in nature. Um, you know, to the flu as far as like symptoms and severity and all that kind of stuff, death rate, whatever else, I guess at this point. But people are like, oh, I'm not doing shit till there's a vaccine. Fauci's refusing uh, to open things up or recommend opening. He did a, um, a congressional hearing with Rand Paul. Greg, I, I think I shared the link and both of you guys probably saw it. Yeah. Rand Paul called yeah. him out basically saying like, you know, why, why are you telling people uh, you know, that we can't have baseball games. Like, baseball is like American pastime. Like, why are we not opening schools? There's there's no evidence to suggest that kids are spreading it or harboring it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So Fauci tries to pussyfoot around the, the entire subject. saying like, well, I didn't say they couldn't close. I just made recommendations. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, so he's, he's trying to, like, skate – you know, the responsibility and the accountability of that. Like, I didn't say that they couldn't close, but it's like, yeah, but you're making your quote unquote heavy recommendations that no one should be open. Like, it, come on, man. Like you really expect yeah. people to do that shit. Like, he, he wants all, he wants all the glory and none of the blame. He wants everyone to, to, to think that he has all the answers when I honestly don't think he's been right about a single thing. I think he's been wrong about every single thing. And he uses I mean, his, he uses his credit. Hey, Jess. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Okay. Um, two things, real quick. I, I went on uh, Cuomo's, um, his official uh, page. I, yeah. I told right, right on there, I said, look, if you do not open the schools, my kids are not going to be um, per, per, uh, hang on, participating in the on school line, um, the, the bullshit. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, we're right. not going to be on going online anymore. We're not going to do it. And I said, if you want, come find me. I'm not going to have my kids do that. So fuck you. And 
Um, here is some I want you to look up. The 411 on 518 um, business enforcing safety protocol. This is a, um, um, a Facebook group here in Colony that wants to fucking um, narc everybody out that doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, that this is that's awfully Gestapo-ish to me. Yep, right. I, Put um, this star I, on. Yeah, right. Or this pink triangle. Mm-hmm. No. Ah, fuck. No. Yeah. No, I think I know what you're talking about, though, Chris, because I think I did see um, something like that. Because there's a couple pages that I follow, uh, New York wise, anyways, like the Times Union, CNYS. Uh, news or, or CYNS news or something like that or whatever. And the statist propaganda bullshit that both of those outlets share is astonishing. And it's even more scary. The people that go along with it, like there has been zero or not zero, but hardly any evidence to suggest that masks even work in the capacity that they're, they're telling people, you know what I mean? Like the droplet spread, whatever the fuck right. else. Um, I haven't really found anything that's like concrete. Like there's, Oh, it's, it suggests, it suggests, well, yeah, suggestion is, you know, that means nothing in the medical community, to be honest. It really doesn't. That's just a feel good type thing. It's uh, anecdotal almost at that point. Um, but like trying to say that like N95 versus like a cotton mask or like bandana or whatever, it works just as good. So like if you're in New York and you go anywhere public, you need to have some kind of face covering on. So I, I always troll people on there because I just can't help myself. And I'm like, yeah, next thing, you know, you should report anyone that doesn't, uh, you know, wear their mask to like your local commissar and you'll get an extra food ration for that week. You know what I mean? And some people get it and they laugh oh. and other people are like, yeah, and some people are like, yeah, that's actually a, that's probably a good idea. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, like. I mean, people are literally repeating history and they're completely ignorant to it. Like, and it starts with little things like this, you know, like, like Chris was joking, like yep. or, uh, Greg, excuse me, like, yeah, put this yellow star on. And it's like, but this is the, the act is still the same. It's completely comparable yeah. because you really have entire neighborhoods now in groups trying to coordinate now to like turn people in for not wearing a freaking face covering when they're shopping at Walmart. You know, you know, what's fucked up if you have, if you have a doctor's note because you don't need a mask. You, you're allowed in, really? You have to show a paper. Well, I can't wear a mask. I didn't let you in. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it, it. I don't know. It's just stupid. And and now I've seen reports on the coronavirus that it's supposedly airborne. Um, yeah, I saw yeah. that today, too. Which yep. those masks, even N95s aren't going to do anything because, and granted, I've got a little bit of a medical background. I'm not an expert by any means. Um, but those N95 masks can only... Uh, filter out particulates up to 0.3 microns and the coronavirus supposedly is 0.125 microns so where it'll stop some it's not going to stop most from coming through and granted those n95s only work at their full potential when they're clean and dry so even after 15 20 30 minutes of heavy breathing in that mask uh you know the moisture from your breath and stuff is going to start clogging those pores in there and all those little fibers and then whatever you're breathing in or out is just going to get stuck there Right, so creating it, causing it, causing more of a bacteria buildup because there exactly. is other viruses out there that are not the coronavirus that you should probably not want. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing is like people are so fear driven about this shit. And I'm like, I can think of probably a hundred other diseases or ailments that I wouldn't want to die from versus corona. Yeah. Like, yeah, or even just want to recover from. Like, yeah, it, there was it, a bubonic plague found in well, it was found in San Francisco and has also been found in China. Yeah. Like you get that you're gonna die. Like there is no there is no like survival rate. You just die. Yeah, I mean we have antibiotics that can treat it. Um it's not necessarily a, a full on death sentence anymore. Um 
But I, I mean, even going to the fear factor in that, like Greg, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like prairie dogs carry that shit naturally out here. Yep. Yeah. So, like, if you ever see somebody that, like, shoots a prairie dog, they're, like, either got a glove on or they hold it by the tail, and they're, like, ah, you know, like, they're not holding that thing by the body. Um, anthrax is naturally occurring out here in the soil, too. Um, horses and livestock get it all the time because they've constantly got yep. their face in the dirt, eating the grass and stuff like that. But it's, like, I could literally go on my lawn, essentially, and roll around and probably have a decent probability of catching uh, anthrax. Or I go touch a freaking prairie dog, which my friend Cody in high school had a pet prairie dog. Some, uh, you remember that horrible pet store in the mall, Greg? Um I don't know if they, I don't know if they got rid of it now or not. I haven't been to the uh, the mall in Rapid in a while, but they were selling prairie dogs as pets for a while. And my friend um, Cody Welch, you remember Cody Welch? Yeah, yep, I remember. Yeah, he had a, a prairie dog as a fucking pet for a couple weeks, and that thing was just mean as shit. He ended up getting rid of it. I don't know why, but it's like they carry bubonic <laughs> plague, and they were selling them things as fucking pets when we were in high school. So yeah. it, it's just. It's ridiculous, but I think at this point, though, like Chris said, though, like the media is just desperate to keep people afraid and keep people watching, keep people freaking just buying into the bullshit that they're yep. the one oh. bubonic plague case oh, in San Francisco and in China. Like, Jess, here we go. Um, head lice all of a sudden spike oh, all yeah. over the fucking country. Yeah, really, there are no kids in school now. Head lice, come on. That yeah, is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and they're trying to create a nexus between uh, COVID nineteen and the super lice uh, outbreak yeah. now. Like, but and, I, and, I put what, it right what, up what? on Facebook. I'm like, hey, come on, it's um maybe crabs because people yeah. are fucking now. <laughs> I saw that comment. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I saw that comment. Yeah, but the thing too though is like I'm pretty sure that article cited that children are the one getting it, but it's like if public school isn't open, how the hell are these kids getting it? Because right. public school. Yeah. You know, that, that's a common thing. Uh, at some point in time, if your kids go to public school, they're probably going to get exposed to or get head lice, you know. Right. And um, then on top, but, of, on top of that, it, be, it being summertime, kids aren't kids aren't sitting at home like most kids. Well, I don't even know about now, but I would say that there's a bigger bigger percentage of kids that are outside. And I don't think that that would be like lice would be something that's getting spread around as frequently as it is when kids are in close quarters in school. Right. Yeah. No, it's just it's a more bullshit. Like they're just feeding the fucking retards. Like, yeah, because I think at this point, like anyone that's gonna uh, believe it, you know, they've already taken it hook, line, and sinker a long time ago from a lot of these outlets and stuff. Like, I mean, they put anything out. They these different people, like they they take it as truth regardless. So it, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, um, you you can you can see lies just build and build and build and snowball. And it's like a game, it's like the game of telephone where you say you you tell someone one thing and then by the time it gets to the end person it's an entirely different statement and that's oh, how yeah. the media with it but oh. the media like as it changes hands they that's all go along with Jesse that's our family yeah oh, yeah uh, yeah we had um uh, Uncle Mark had a blowout by the time it gets to the rest of the family um he it was a rollover come on yeah it it yeah. just spirals. Yeah, and the same thing for my mom's side of the family too. Like we have a joke. It's like television, you know, telephone, teleshaw. Because like, oh shit, and they you are. know where that came from? <laughs> that came from years ago from um, grandma. It was tele, tele, um, telegramma, teleanerline, telejudy, and it bam. That's where it came. That's where that came from. Yeah, if you right. know the origin. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't know, but I think everybody's families are kind of like that too. Like everybody likes to 
talk and spread their shit and whatever else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're all knee deep in each other's problems for the most part. But um, one thing I do want to touch on too, real quick here um, is like just all these woke movements in general and stuff. Like it seems like there's a million different groups anymore with BLM being like the predominant one, I guess uh, we see them all the time in the freaking news. Uh, and I didn't know that there was a difference until I had to research it with the whole Joe, Joe Jorgensen, uh, Twitter or tweet, whatever. I don't even fucking know. Um, saying that one is non-Marxist and one is the Marxist one or whatever. But the only one that I ever hear about anymore, um, you know, with the media spouting all this fear and stuff is the Marxist movement. They're the ones that like burn down Minneapolis and stuff, which ironically enough, uh, the majority of the people that have gotten arrested that I've been able to see and find anyways, were all like the self-loathing white liberals that they're the yeah. ones that threw the Molotovs and like Dunkin' Donuts and shit. And now they're all getting did, arrested did like weeks later. Did you see that, uh, that couple that was covering or like, painting over that black lives matter stuff and they got charged with the hate crime? Yeah. Wasn't that, um, was that Minneapolis or was that DC? I can't I, remember. I'm not sure exactly where it was, but how is it? I don't understand how that's a hate crime. And number two, oh, no, they're it, cleaning up graffiti. Yeah, I think that was uh, California, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, they got charged with a fucking hate crime for painting over it. See, I, like I the thing that things that mess me up with stuff like that is they're painting over some graffiti, and there is a man who assaulted a Macy's worker for being white, but that's not, he can't be charged with a hate crime for that. Yeah, it's it's completely like one sided when it comes to that because I, I think that falls into like oh there's no such thing as racism against white people or reverse racism, That's which so I stupid. I agree because at that point it's just flat out racism like there's no right. <laughs> there's no reverse racism it's just racism you can't yeah. target people because of their skin color or their ethnicity or whatever the fuck else you know without being a prejudiced piece of shit and like a discriminatory piece of shit it's just racism. Um, We're back so, to yeah. normal here in Albany. Like, um, it's back to black on black crime, you know, bullshit. We, um, we had, a a guy that owns a ice cream stand that, um, he supposedly, I don't know if it's true or not. Oop, I don't hire niggers and all that shit. When he had a black girl working there, they closed the place down. Um, he's not doing good in his business, but, um, it's done. There was no fucking, um, riots nobody was burning the place down fucking kicking in windows or anything it was just you know it's done so, yeah i think it, i think i saw that wasn't that like a kind of a uh not historical but um very well known very prominent like ice cream guy or something like that or uh restaurant or something like that up in upstate um, yeah um it, he he um actually the the people that owned it sold it like 10 years ago and this guy bought it and you know, he, he's not paying his rent, um, not doing his um, um, uh, um, codes and everything. He's not up to code, so he got shut down, but he keeps fucking opening the place. But they, they actually <laughs> shut him down. But, um, yeah, I mean, nobody fucking burned the place down, fucking, you know, kicked in doors and, you know, screamed fuck Whitey and all that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I sent I sent your your brother Donnie the video. He watched it. I think I I think I did see something like that though on um I think it was the Times Union posted that. Times Union is a, a capital district area uh, newspaper and media outlet. Um, pure trash in my opinion, but yeah, um, they're a lot like New York Times and Wall Street Journal and all these other leftist outlets where they pretty much you know just publish like opinion pieces and editorials. 
basically, because they don't report on anything anymore. No. And they're like pathetically anti-Trump, pathetically anti-Republican. I feel bad for Republicans in New York State, to be honest, because they get like laughed at. They're not taken serious at all. They're completely outnumbered like 100 to 1. Yeah, it's, it's could you, ridiculous. Could you, um, could you imagine having to propose a bill and like that's what you got to deal with? Something that something that is like something that's necessary, and you just know because of your party affiliation, that's not it's not going to go anywhere. Right. I'm surprised. That, like, have you ever seen like a British Parliament um, session? Like those dudes are freaking insane. They act like animals. Uh, the opposing parties sit on each side of the building. You know what I mean? Like they have those kind of like. Uh, almost like an auditorium style seating where like they're up in layers essentially whatever. And then they have the, the hearing floor on the bottom, but like oh, yeah. a, an opposing party member, like says something that they don't like. They're literally like crumpling up balls of paper and like hucking it at them, swearing at them and doing all something like, Holy shit. Like that is insane. I'm surprised that stuff doesn't happen in us politics, to be honest, yeah. because we have a lot of politicians that seem like they want each other dead, to be honest. But English parliament cracks me up, man. Like it's like, it's like a, you know, little kids like fighting over who gets to choose dinner that night or something. You know what I mean? Like they're just going nuts. Right. I think the only thing that kind of beats that is the uh, Ugandan parliament where they're literally like WWE, like putting each other through tables yeah. and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen some videos of, of uh, I'm pretty sure that the, the uh, political structure and the government structure in India is based off of English parliament. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them like throwing chairs and jumping on each other. They're always yelling. Well, I, I don't doubt it because what India was under English rule up until like 75, 1975 or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. 76. So yeah, yeah I, I guarantee a I lot of their stuff is modeled the after them. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know, but this, the, the whole woke movement though, and like cancel culture and shit though, it like really gets me irked sometimes because you look at how they act and it's socially acceptable, but like, God forbid you have a dude that's like holding a sign that says like he supports Trump or, He's anti whatever, or, or not even anti movement, but like he just doesn't support yeah, like you, their their agenda, and like they're like almost about to beat that dude to death in the street. Right, and then like right. you have you have people that that are pro life, and look at how these pro life people get treated. Like there's some of these people are just kids, and I've seen them be berated on the street and yelled at and physically accosted. Just because they, it's not even that some of these people don't even hold the view that you shouldn't be able to abort. They just want there to be regulations. Some of those people think that and they get treated like absolute garbage over it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know what the end game is for a lot of these groups that are the Marxist, you know, sympathizers and stuff like that, because I don't know if they believe that like, oh, things will be different because we'll implement our government, you know, people that we want in power. Uh, you know, things will be great by then and we'll create this utopia or whatever, or we'll finally have our voices heard and all this other kind of shit. And it's like, I, I don't even know where we, you would get that thought from because history proves otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think that they've, they've been, they've been sitting there just breathing in their own scent for so long that I seriously think that they believe that if we get the people we want, then we'll have the society that we desire. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, if you like tell your lie, so much and for so long like eventually like you'll just believe it as truth type shit and the honestly and, and going on this whole woke movement stuff too like it's not even the movements themselves that bug me i guess necessarily apart from like their core beliefs anyways but it's the the whites though the white leftists that are in the front i think it's hilarious because white liberals 
they feel that they have the the right anyways to be more offended than the actual people like that are claiming to be yeah. oppressed. Have you noticed that? Because yeah. it, it yeah. cracks me the fuck up when they it's like to me that's like the, the most prominent form of racism, socially accepted racism there is today, because you literally have white people uh that are standing in front and they're shouting, screaming, all this other stuff at other white people who nine times out of 10, actually probably just about every time I would guess are not racist, oppressive or discriminant, prejudiced, whatever, trying to tell them that like, yeah, you're the fucking problem, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, uh, I'm just going to hold a mirror up because who made you the mouthpiece for these yeah. groups or these people? Like who, who gave you that position of authority over them? Because I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, and what right do you have to be more offended than the people that yeah, are claiming like the people that are doing that it's like that is the most offensive thing you could possibly do like you're telling you're telling me that i should feel this way like i got in an argument with somebody on facebook then because they were saying that well first off they said you 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 have white privilege because you're light-skinned and i'm just like uh i don't think that white privilege is a thing anyway but this is stupid and yeah. how are you gonna like who who ordained you with the right to tell me who has privilege and who doesn't right and these people like these i can't take these celebrities serious they go on there and have these videos in black and white looking like they're about to cry saying yeah. that i'm 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 the one to blame and then jesse pinkman from from uh breaking bad he's on there about oh to cry God. like he always does that was pathetic. And they, they they just they just get on their soapbox and is, and these people talk about all this oppressive stuff and uh, how people are treated. These people who are doing all this stuff and saying that people should feel this way, they live uh, an amazing life. Like they don't have to worry about money. They don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Like if they they want to do something, give some of your money to these people that you're saying are so oppressed. Right. Hey, uh, <laughs> cussing. Um, yeah. I, I gotta go. Um, okay. Just let me um, tell you real quick um, with Greg. Um, my when my wife left me, um, I sold. I had to sell everything I owned. She took every dime out of the bank. She fucking drained it. Um, she left me and the kids. I had three kids. I know you've heard the story. Um, I ended up in a homeless shelter for three months. Um, actually, almost four months. I ended up. Um, they put me down downtown Albany in the ghetto. You know, just in the worst area they could ever want to be in. Yeah. So um, they um, actually helped me. Um, they put my kids in daycare. I had to go to jobs. I worked my fucking ass off. Um, it took me. I don't know about four months after the homeless shelter. I get into a trailer in Colony. Um, trailer in Colony. Colony, you know, it's better than downtown Albany. But um, so I stayed, in the, me and the kids stayed in the trailer for four years. Now I'm in a big house. I own my own big fucking house. I worked my ass off for it. There is yeah. no reason that anybody, not a white person, black person, Chinese person, it doesn't matter. I worked my ass off. I worked my fucking ass off and got us out of there. Yeah. In five, in five fucking years, I yeah. own my own house. Come on. 
Yeah, but see, but that's the thing though is that most of these people here spouting this Marxist shit, they don't want to do any type of work, not even just hard work, but just any work at all. They want all this stuff handed to them uh, for the most part, you know, and that's the fallacy of it is that they believe that they can create their utopia by putting their people in power, whoever that may be, to change their circumstance because there's no accountability, right. you know, and, and Chris, not, yeah, and thank God your kids have, you know, a dad like you though, Chris, because very easily because you have stayed in the system, you know what I mean? Lived off it, all that other kind of shit, because there's incentives to do that, you know? And that's... Right. I actually, I, I had food stamps and um, assistance. They helped me, but I yeah. go off it. Right. Yeah, you yeah. use the program. God forbid you use the program like it was intended. But there's too exactly. many people out there that they create a lifestyle out of it, and then they form a dependency of like, well, I don't want to work because they're just going to give me all this stuff, you know? Right. Like, yeah, and... When 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 Trump have a barbecue on a sidewalk on the Fourth of July, are you comfortable having a, a barbecue on a sidewalk? <laughs> Come on, uh, you know, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. get it. I have no idea why that's comfortable. Yeah, if you're not from New York, that's probably something new. But that's a common thing uh, in Albany, most parts of Troy. Uh, hell, water elite now more than likely, but it, it just, yeah, you just got the people that they're just completely dependent on the system when it comes to that, and they like it. They like being like that because they don't have to work, they don't have to do anything. And it's unfortunate, but I worked my fucking ass off, and there's no reason why any black family in that fam, you know, like in that area, couldn't do the same thing. Yeah, it, no yeah, it's. Yeah. And and honestly, if you want to look at stats and stuff like that, we could probably get into that later on. But, um, you know, for like a whole other podcast, but like predominantly there are more whites on welfare or some form of government assistance than any other uh, ethnic group. Um, yeah. You know, there's the, the misconception like, oh, you know, black people abuse it, whatever else is like, well, yeah, but you also have to look at population density, where it's being drawn out, all that other kind of stuff, because by far white people live off the system more than anybody. And that's not just because there's more white people or whatever else. It's just that's the choice. That's that's how it is. Oh, um, oh here's another thing, Jesse. I had to pay seventeen thousand dollars back to social services for them helping me. Seventeen Gee. grand? Seventeen Damn. grand when they when they helped me out for the five years, yep. I did and I I have it. I have it. Oh, you're up to date paid. Oh shit. Yep. I, I <laughs> say every fucking dime back. Yep. Every I I know they did that. Yep. Yeah. You take it right out. Why did they make you pay it back though? I'm I'm curious because I don't think my state does that. Well, um, you're supposed to pay it back. I mean, like it's not a, a handout; it's a help out. You right. have to pay it back if you ever get a fucking job. Right. Huh. Yeah. That's that's the way it works. Well, there was some stuff that's that crazy. I found out that. Um, when it comes to, well, it's called TANF. It's Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. I know this um, right. personally, but um, every state doesn't follow the same rules. Like, it's a federal program, but the states get to mandate how they disperse those funds and that assistance. Um, so I know, like, for South Dakota and stuff like that, like, there is a job search requirement. There's some other stuff in there, whatever. Uh, if they receive any other form of assistance, like child support, all that kind of stuff, they just changed this recently. Like, it's either they collect one or the other. So, like, either they can get the TANF, um, and if they do get child support, that immediately goes to the state to, you know, pay back or 
offset, you know, what they're getting from the state or they get to collect their child support. And I, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I believe it's whichever one is higher. So the child support is $1,200 a month. And then the TANF was only going to pay like four or $500 a month. And they're no longer eligible, you know, um, yeah. stuff like that. But, um, it turns out though, that, like I said, a, a lot of the States, um, like California and New York, stuff like that, like granted it's federal dollars, but they all have their own rules to it. So not everybody follows the same stuff. So, but New York though, I'm surprised that they would make you pay that back because New York state tax is what makes up for a lot of their uh, federal right. uh, money that they receive. Because I got into it with a, a dude that I grew up with in New York uh, a couple of weeks ago. He was like, you know, with the Corona um, uh, relief spending bill and also their shit. Uh, New York does, actually contribute more to the federal government than most states um you know and also they don't receive a lot of federal dollars uh in comparison but i'm like yeah that's because their state tax is so goddamn high that they fund their own uh social programs you know what i mean they they uh disperse those funds for like tanf and energy assistance food stamps all that other kind of stuff it's all funded by the state tax so he's like well uh, you know new york better get some of that damn money and i'm like but you don't need it like you don't need the federal money. And I said, because all the actions that King Cuomo has done has been his doing. That wasn't anything that the federal government mandated. The federal government didn't mandate, oh, you need to shut all your businesses down, do this, that, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, because they had the, the yeah. paycheck, paycheck Protection Program, the PPP. They had the um, uh, the PAU, which was like the paycheck or the or whatever the hell uh, unemployment insurance essentially uh for the coronavirus or whatever but that was supposed to go directly to the people and the businesses or whatever not the state right. so mm-hmm. with Cuomo shutting everything down that was his fucking doing and i could go i know chris and i could go hours on that his nursing home scandal the way he right there was, shit. when he was in an interview and he straight faced said we have a high we have a higher death rate and just went along with the fact that his actions of putting those people who were infected back into nursing homes and acted like he didn't do anything wrong and immediately just flipped it and turned it on to it's the president's fault. That was that that was a, a real disgusting moment to see that a politician that people yeah. were seriously oh, talking now, about now, running now for he's president. Blaming, he's blaming the the healthcare workers now for that. Not not um, not his mandate. No, he's like, oh, the workers were sick. That's why they die. Uh, no, because it, it, it's funny though, because their death toll jumped by like six thousand almost overnight yeah. Yeah. because yeah. of the nursing home deaths. And those healthcare workers at the nursing home were fighting the state, like, "Please do not send the COVID infected patients back here. It's going to spread like wildfire." And he, well, he forced them to take them back. He investigated them. He investigated himself and found no. Yeah, no and then turned up nothing. Course, no, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> As he's shoving the papers under the carpet, there's nothing here, you know, like whatever. Like that dude's yep. such a piece of shit. Like my he, my mom is in my dad's house. She's dying there, and he's never placed her. And thank God he never did. Yep. Yeah, I could only imagine. Like it, it would be terrible for sure. But I um I have to go. I honestly yeah. have to go. I'm gonna right, yeah. bash my head on the floor or something. I'm gonna pass out. Yeah. Um, at a good time. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, though, Chris. Man, well, um, yeah, I'm probably I, I'm gonna try to get back on the the saddle here and recording yeah, at least more often. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. We'll, we'll try to put together like a recording at least twice a month, Greg. If you ever want to come back on for sure, man, just let me know. Um, okay. Cool. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Chris, man, we'll see you later, though, man. Sleep it off, I guess. I don't feel better <laughs> yeah, for tomorrow. Yeah. I'm real tired. I don't envy the headache you will have. Yeah. Uh, oh, you'll see my shit tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. You'll probably post it for me. That would yeah. be fun. Right. I love your cousin. <laughs> but, yeah, I love you too, man. You take it easy. All right, good. Greg, nice meeting you. Take care. Yeah, nice meeting you. You too, man. Yep, stay safe. Uh, yeah, so, but going back to this whole, like, woke movement stuff there, um, I know we kind of went off on a tangent for a moment, but it was good, though. Uh, I think yeah. we covered a lot of stuff. But the the whole woke movement, though, I think, honestly, it's just, like, uh, it's a Marxist-style, kind of, like, Bolsheviks takeover-type shit. Um. It's it's just like, like these organizations are completely hypocritical. Um, you know the the whole sixteen nineteen movement. Uh, you know, saying that they're affiliated with this and that, and they're literally trying to recreate history or rewrite history, rather not recreate. Sorry, rewrite history. They want to say that you know there's inconsistencies in U.S. history as it was recorded. There's they left stuff out, this that or whatever, and then they do the exact same thing. It's just yeah. I don't I don't <clears throat> get how people are supposed to take that serious. You know. The the, media, the way that the media is controlled right now makes anything that they want to have happen. Whoever has power, and to be honest, George Soros has so much pull in all this stuff and the organizations he's involved in. Oh yeah, I've and seen like, a lot to, of what's that guy's name? Tom Steyer, that dude too. That yeah. dude had had money put into some of these organizations. And which is funny too, because um, I've seen a lot of reports saying that. Uh, donations to BLM were funneled right to the DNC to go towards uh, Biden's campaign. And there's been a lot of yeah. evidence to suggest that. So yeah, it's like, you say that, <clears throat> that you say that, like I, I did some research on that stuff. So yeah. if you go to the actual black lives, if you go to the actual black, I had to check this out for myself because I didn't know if it was true and it was, it was legit. If you go to the black lives matter website and you go to donate your money, first off, there is no tax ID number at all or any kind of any kind of information that the IRS really? has on Black Lives Matter there's nothing like I, I I went and looked all this up but um if you go to donate to Black Lives Matter it sends you to when you go to hit the the collect or the donate button it sends you to a group a, a page called Act Blue Act Blue has a lot of affiliation with uh, George Soros it's from the 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 tights the Tights Foundation, Tights Foundation yeah. and Thousand Currents, both of those two groups work hand in hand together. The person who is actually <laughs> the CEO or the, the, I think he's, oh, he's a de he's director of finance. He came from the Tides. He went from the Tides to the Thousand Currents. So they're what trading the information. Fuck? This money is going, they're changing hands with this money. And the way that they're funneling this money through all these other organizations, if you look at that, that's textbook, that's textbook uh, money laundering. Yeah. I'm looking at it right it's now. Like, like, not that I'm saying you're full of shit. I just wanted to see it for myself. I'm I'm on the donate page right now. It's got the uh, urgent fund the movement. We appreciate your support, blah, blah, blah. And then you can select your amount. Type in, in a different amount if you want. Uh, yeah, contribution rules. Act Blue Charities, registered charitable organization. Um, if you keep scrolling down, I think there's something <laughs> at the bottom that says, like, I think it's called the fine print. Or it's all the way down at the bottom. They actually straight up say that if this money, if it's not collected or goes to the organization of choice, then this money will be redesignated to contributions of social welfare. What the fuck? 
Like they're oh not God. even they're not even trying to hide it. Like if you read, uh, I was astonished when I read through all that because I read that whole thing and I was just like, they're not even trying to hide that they're doing this. It's going like you you donate the money and then I went on to find some information that was showing that the amount of money that's going to actual communities in the United States is yeah. such a small amount. Yeah, I'm looking right now on this. Um, you got to click the uh, the terms and conditions and then it pulls up that fine print campaign finance laws the other websites that they're uh affiliated with whatever dude this is nuts yeah it's that that's what i was talking about earlier when i said once i started digging in this i mean i spent i spent probably like three hours just looking at some of this stuff <laughs> dude this is crazy i never freaking knew this man like i i figured it, there was something uh you know a way for them to do it or whatever but like the way that they do it it's yeah like you said dude it's it's textbook freaking money laundering yeah and then, like, when I was looking through all that stuff, like, you know, like I have some numbers written down for the uh, Democracy Alliance in 2000, from 2005 to current period in time, $600 million has been donated to progressive candidates. So this money is going straight to the Democratic Party. Yeah. And funny, uh, did you read the refund policy section? I'm reading this right now, and it's hilarious. Uh, they do their best to accommodate requests for refunds. However,. <laughs> Uh, yeah. reasons such as input error are, you know, acceptable, uh, when a contributor accidentally donates twice or enters the wrong donation amount, they'll consider refunds for other reasons, such as a change in political or personal opinion or cancellation of an event. Yeah. Bullshit. Actor yeah. reserves the right to refuse a refund request for these or other reasons. So if you, I, I guarantee if I donated a dollar or 10 bucks or whatever, and I said, Oh, sorry, I'm actually going to vote for Trump now. I'm not getting that money back. You fucking liars. No, you have no, you have no chance. <laughs> no fucking yeah, way. But the, the connection with these organizations and what, how they're, how they're doing this and they're not even trying to hide it. And then they even say in some of their like mission statements and stuff of the things that they're trying to do. Like they, they don't hide that they want Marxism. They don't oh. even try to cover that up anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, they're, well, they're front page here alone. Kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> Now, I I haven't even seen because I'm curious now because this George Organson thing is like messing me up. This whole BLM versus Black Lives Matter. I didn't even know that there was two different uh, groups. When I type one, in, B, one if yeah, you when type I, in BLM, I, well, the the site that you do was that the one you went to was Black Lives Matter or did yeah, you go to BLM? I went to BlackLivesMatter.com. Which one it was? I went to. Okay, yeah, yeah then, that was the same one then. And then I Googled BLM, and the first hit is Black Lives Matter homepage, the blacklivesmatter.com. I don't even see any other BLM-type stuff because the only hits after that is Bureau of Land Management, and I'm pretty sure that's not the movement. So uh, I'm curious as to where this other non-Marxist group is at. But Yeah, I, th I don't know if it's a thing where she got caught and didn't know what to do and started making stuff up. Right. <laughs> no, 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 not the Marxists. And I think it's kind of funny too. The, uh, the, the whole boogaloo movement, the Hawaiian shorts and, or Hawaiian shirts and like cargo shorts dudes or whatever, aligning right. with, uh, the black lives matter, um, you know, armed protests or whatever. I think that's dangerous for them, uh, ultimately because, uh, you know, I, I agree with some of the ideals that the boogaloo movement has, which now they've changed it to CNN movement because, um, Facebook went and purged pretty much anything that had the word boogaloo in it. Um, so now they, they're trolling Facebook and trying to say it's like the CNN movement now, you know? Um, but I think it's completely dangerous for them and their stunt that they pulled. I, I can't remember where the rally was at, but the Boogaloo boys and our groups rather 
um, they marched in solidarity with these armed BLM uh, protesters, which great, you know, nothing went wrong. It was totally peaceful, whatever else. But I think it's kind of dangerous to align with Marxists, especially with how they handle, uh, you know, the treatment of their own, you know, like right. anyone with a differing opinion, uh, you don't fall in line, all that other kind of stuff, man. Like they're literally yeah. about to like beat, kill, you know, dox you, whatever else. And so for the, the, supposed uh Bogomil dudes that were there that to protest like the the killing of duncan lemp um and uh brianna taylor and stuff like that which if anybody listening that you're not familiar uh duncan lemp was uh basically killed in his sleep according to the family attorney in maryland um over a red flag gun law uh no knock raid and then brianna taylor was in kentucky um the SWAT team got the wrong house for one. They were completely wrong in this. There's just no way about it, but they got the wrong house. And when they did the no knock raid, her boyfriend got up in well within his right to try to defend himself, his property and his girlfriend um, answered the door with a gun. Cause he thought somebody was breaking in Well, they were shooting at him. I think they wounded him, but they killed her and she was still sleeping in yeah. the bed. So straight up murder. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but were, that's what the Boogaloo dudes were there uh, protesting essentially it was like the red flag stuff, government overreach, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow they met up with the BLM guys peacefully granted. Um, and now they're starting to align with the BLM guys. And I just think that's horribly dangerous for their movement anyways. Um, and it kind of gives off the wrong impression that they agree with the stuff that BLM is um, spouting too, like the Marxist shit. Yeah. So it's like, that's not something I would want to align with. Right. That's what these these woke movements are starting to do now is they take any kind of opportunity that they have and they hijack movements like the George yeah. Floyd stuff. That guy was killed. Wrong. Like the way he was killed, he was murdered like that does not need that. Then that never needs to happen. And there's people who are genuinely upset. And I, I agree. That's upsetting. And for the, for the police department to to allow for that kind of stuff to happen in their training. Like, I don't know how all those guys, all those cops stood there and let that happen. Like that's, that's absurd. But having them have the idea that defunding or abolishing the police is going to be a productive thing for society. There's, there's no way that that's going to pan out for them. That's a recipe for disaster right there. Um, And it's funny too, though, because uh, what, for about a week, week and a half roughly like george floyd like his name flooded the media uh, on both sides yeah uh, and then yeah. now i don't think i've heard his name in weeks ever since the no. minneapolis riots like he's his memory has completely just been erased and now it's just blm protesting just overall police brutality which granted yeah i, I get it um and we could argue stats all day on that too that you know the police brutality at the rates that they're claiming just doesn't exist it doesn't happen no. like that um cops are not right-wing death squads they're not out there to literally just persecute and because i've even heard the the claims too from like blm and stuff that like oh cops are just trying to commit like modern day lynchings like well how do you even compare that because the lynchings after or you know prior to the the civil uh rights act or whatever were completely fucking heinous and like horrible right the shit that they did to those people is like God won't even forgive them for that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. terrible. So to, to claim that like these police brutality things are like even remotely close to that. Honestly, I think I'd rather be shot than yeah. hung and, and cut up and all that other kind of shit that they did. Like, I think that's completely disrespectful and just disgusting, honestly. Um, but, uh, but like you said, they, they hijack it. You know what I mean? Like they, they try to attribute like anything 
related to that. So like modern day lynchings and the cops are literally just out to kill uh, minorities and all that other kind of stuff. Another Ami Horowitz video that I shared uh, on my personal page um, this past week, he went downtown to Harlem and he was asking, you know, uh, different white people that clearly were liberal. You know, he established that earlier in the video, um, you know, like, oh, you know, what do you think? Do you think that cops should be defunded? Do you think that cops should leave Harlem? This, that, or about every single white person. I think there was about six people he interviewed uh, just on the street. They all were like, yeah, I hate cops. Basically, the same, you know, the consensus was all the same. They should leave, defund them. They don't do anything good. They're just there to like arrest and murder, you know, black people, whatever else. So then he goes and he starts interviewing, uh, you know, the black folk in the community. And every single one was like, no, I don't want the cops to leave. Crime is bad enough as yeah. it is. If they leave, yeah. it's going to be like sheer lawlessness. Like, and one yeah, dude was kind of funny, <laughs> but sorry, go what ahead. Uh, like, look, look at the situation Chicago has been in. I think that this was the deadliest month or June. I think it was June. June was the deadliest June going into the July 4th weekend. The deadliest period of time in Chicago as far as gun violence is concerned. You have little kids that are getting killed. There's all these, like, the, the number of shootings and uh, the fatalities in just, like, one weekend alone. Each weekend, it would just be, like, another sad story coming out. Yeah. And <clears throat> same, same kinds of things are happening in all these major metropolitan areas. New York pulled 5,000 plainclothes officers off the street. And by taking those plainclothes officers who usually worked in, like, uh, uh, like gang situations, they were getting guns off the street. Now that they're there, now that they're not there, all those guns are floating around, and you're having all this violence. And that's one thing that bothers me about Black Lives Matter is they never want to say anything about those kinds of problems in black communities, like all the all the the, the black on black crime. Like black people kill black people so much more than like white cops kill black people or white people just civilians kill black people. The numbers of yeah. what they're saying don't add up. Yeah, it, it seems like Black Black Lives Matter uh, when it fits, you know, their narrative essentially at that point because, like you said, that it just doesn't seem like they care. Like if it doesn't fit their movement, their agenda, then it doesn't matter about the gang violence and stuff like that. Like New York City is probably going to turn into a, a Chicago 2.0 in my opinion. They've yeah. cut off so much. Um, you know, uh, Mayor Giuliani, rather, who's been – debated as like one of the best mayors of New York city since freaking forever. Um, granted he, I, I will say this, he violated people's rights when he did the stop and frisk, yeah. um, straight up fourth amendment violation. Um, but his, his action of sending the cops into the areas where there was a lot of crime, um, you know, it did, it made a, a tremendous impact on those neighborhoods where crime was just freaking rampant. So, and I mean, he even said that publicly, he said, you know, I get condemned all the time for sending cops or putting more cops on the street. And he's like, but I was sending cops into the areas where they needed to go, you know, yeah. where a police presence hadn't been seen hardly at all because it was the areas, um, you know, that they'd have shootings and stuff and the cops wouldn't even respond until after it stopped, you know, they'd show up hours later type shit. Well, he beefed right. up the police force and he'd send them into everywhere and like started cleaning shit up. Do I agree with the stop and frisk? Absolutely not. Because that's. No, violating their Fourth Amendment rights, and there's no probable cause. Like, hey, let me see what you got. Like, no, would you get the hell out of here? But now with De Blasio, De Blasio is a fucking nutcase, um, oh, a giant hypocrite I himself. Love, I love how that, how he'll sit there and talk about his black son, and is act like act like he is in the same situation when, when he starts talking about all the stuff that he talks about, and yeah. uh, the police hate him. From what oh, I see yeah. in the media. Everybody who lives there hates him. 
Like yeah. the disgust on some of these police chiefs' face is just it's wow. Yeah, I, the police... imagine, I could not imagine working for somebody who who operates like that. Yeah, it, I mean, literally to feel like you're superior, the the guy that you answer to does not support you or have your back. Like, how the hell are you supposed to do your job if he's going to continue <clears throat> to scrutinize and criticize every little thing that you do, or just straight up like cut off departments or whatever else, like for you to do your job. Like, that's just fucking insane. Like, I know that the police union, um, I can't remember what it was, if there was a fallen officer, what the case was. I think it was a fallen officer. Um, one of the officers that got shot in the back of the head uh, was a year or two ago. He was just sitting in his patrol car in New York, and that dude just came up and literally just assassinated him. Um, when they held that uh, memorial, uh, you know, I think it was like shit downtown, like New York City somewhere, like. I can't even fucking remember. I'm not from New York City, but it was a huge gathering. All these cops were there and they're all their dress uniforms. They legit turned their back to de Blasio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's just, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine doing that, but de Blasio, even with the coronavirus stuff, the guy's a giant fucking hypocrite because uh, he was out there painting, you know, um, the The black lives matter stuff. Yeah. And didn't even have a mask on. And yet he put a mandate in New York city for a fucking mask. Like, did you did you see what they were doing with the, the they're doing those contract taser, those con- contact tracers and they're having people they're asking people questions about where they've been at and stuff and these people who are asking the questions were told to not ask people if they were at a protest. Yeah, so yeah, protests or not. Apparently in their eyes being at a protest makes it so that you won't get coronavirus. But if you go to if you go to church, they had uh, uh, parks in some of these Jewish communities that were all all chained up. These people got these people eventually got tired of it and cut the locks off. And he's yeah. he, he threatened to come after them with litigation. Yeah, good luck. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I saw that they were welding the freaking park gate shut, and then these dudes came up with uh, bolt cutters like an hour later. And like, screw this shit. Like, <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, it's 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 insane how they they want to pick and choose. Like they cherry pick. This is the worst cherry picking I've ever seen in my life. When they had all these protests and they're. they're they don't want to say anything about cases going up because cases going up is the biggest concern now. The death yeah. rates dropping, but the cases going up is all that they're focusing on. Yeah, but they they don't say anything about these protests where there was tens of thousands of people in the streets. Yeah, no, yeah, on, no, on, no correlation like whatsoever. The, the, the Juneteenth stuff, all the people that are in the streets, and then Donald Trump has his rally on the the uh, was that the the twentieth that he had his rally in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah in Tulsa, yeah, I believe. Yeah. He has his rally there, and then the next day they're trying to say that all these cases are starting to develop. When it does, the, the coronavirus doesn't even work like that, to where you'd have cases, right? <laughs> it would be it would be building the next day. Yeah, I thought they, it was a fourteen day do, uh, incubation, right, or some shit, or yeah, they want to do anything that they possibly can to make Donald Trump look bad with that stuff. Yeah, and, and, these, still- and these movement, all these movements that are going on with it, they're taking. They're taking that stuff and using it as fuel. Like they just keep adding it to the fire, and oh, they're yeah. taking. They're 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 censoring all this stuff. Like I I get on Facebook, and when they have those updates, and you go through and scroll, I'll see so many people's things have fact checks on them. Oh like yeah, the, the the censorship is getting to a point to where there's a lot of people who are going to leave YouTube. There's a lot of people who are leaving, going to leave Twitter. Yep. Like any yep. any social media, uh, Instagram does it now too. I I don't ever get. I get on Instagram like every once in a while when my woman posts pictures, but like they they censor everything. You can't have a statement that is going against the narrative of what they want you to see on the left. If you have any kind of dissenting view, they treat it as like the communists did, and they pretty much 
they deal with dissent with you can't you you lose your ability to have a voice in the public square oh yeah it's dangerous and people aren't gonna people aren't seeing it as dangerous the the funniest though on uh facebook that i've experienced is um when i share like babylon b uh yeah articles and facebook is fact checking it and i'm like dumbasses or or they'll tell me like yeah or they'll tell me like oh this article's over a year old and i'm like it's fucking babylon b dude like (laughs) why why are you fact checking this (laughs) like have you seen where some of these fact checkers like where, where they come from like a lot of them are very left like they're very left affiliated oh yeah yeah wasn't wasn't it uh project veritas um they did an undercover kind of thing whatever where they basically they had these recorded conversations with the fact or the facebook fact checkers whatever admitting that anything that they see trump they automatically like slap it with the ban hammer um or they give them like bans uh, or like 30 day 90 day bans whatever or they just remove it and don't even tell the user stuff like that like but you know we're the crazy people we're the conspiracy theorists that you know oh they're not doing that stuff whatever but it's like really because they just expose that like they're legit doing it. Anything Trump related. But I don't know, man. We should probably wrap this up though. I know it's getting a little bit late here. Probably should. <laughs> yeah. But uh overall, man, I think this was freaking awesome, dude. You should definitely come back on for sure. Um, oh yeah. Sixty nineteen project though. I mean, I I believe that we're both on the same kind of thought process that it's basically just a load of bullshit like a series of essays that are being taken as truth that were pretty much just written as opinion and, and clearly bias and now they're pushing that shit in schools that should make everybody kind of think uh you know what their schooling options are because for me it's it's kind of fucking scary because i already had a problem with uh common core math being taught because trying to help my kids with math homework like i lose my fucking mind like i can't yeah yeah i've, you know, I've seen it I'm just like, how, why would you add like that? Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, you know, four times six. So we're going to make like four groups of six and we're going to lump them together. So I'm like, just fucking multiply it and memorize your multiplication table. Like my oldest son, like yeah. that's our biggest struggle. Because now instead of just memorizing his multiplication table, he has to count, you know, four, six times either in his head or on his hands. And I'm like, dude, you're making it so much harder than it needs to be. Just memorize your multiplication table, you know, and he's a freaking really smart kid. Um, half of his math homework though, like, I don't know how he does it, but he can do it in his head. Uh, like fractions. Uh-huh. I am terrible at fractions, um, but he can do that shit in his head. Uh, but doing the reverse, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, the way that they crazy. teach it now is, just, is nuts. And now they're doing this. They're pushing the 16, 19 project and 35 to 4,500, uh, school curriculums. That's insane. Uh, yeah. Rewriting yeah, history yeah. in general is just insane. Like as, as soon as I had a kid and like, realizing that eventually at some point in time she's gonna have to go to she's gonna have to go to school yeah and uh me and my woman have been talking about how we don't know if we want to put her in school like at all like ever well maybe like high school and stuff probably but like going into school where you're real young and impressionable if you're pushing this stuff to kids who don't like they don't know anything so they're gonna think oh my teacher's telling me this so it must be true and for them to just take take anything that you're telling your kid and just manipulate all of it. And then they, they're going to believe it because they think that this is a person they can trust. Yep. Yeah. And then, and I, I mean, I believe wholeheartedly that that's the intent there is that, you know, they tell the, the, the kids like, Oh yeah, you can trust your teacher. They're here to, to help you learn, help you grow. And then they spit this bullshit at them. And then they take that as truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
it's really fucking scary. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I can't believe it. I feel bad for our kids, honestly, because they're the ones that yeah. ultimately have to deal with this kind of stuff. I mean, they're the, they're the ones that are going to grow up in this society that's being pushed now. And growing up, like when we were kids, is completely different to how our kids are growing up today. I mean, oh, yeah. literally night and day yeah, there's difference. So, there's so much, so much stuff. I'm just like, you're never going to experience this. And then however they handle this coronavirus stuff, like going forward, it's going to change yeah. stuff. So it's going to, I don't know when, when kids are going to go back to school. And Fauci is like, he's basically saying that we may never go back to school. Like the, the amount yeah. of effect that that will have on so many kids. Cause they want to talk about kids that have, have finance issues. Like how are these kids who can't afford to have a laptop or have some kind of PC in their house? How are they going to be able to do school? So yeah. you're giving them a, you, you want to talk about them being disadvantaged. They're giving them a huge disadvantage by not allowing them to have one-on-one -on -one time with teachers and all that kind of stuff. Even yep. having like interaction with other kids, like the kid, like our kids are never going to know like the playground, like we knew the playground. Yeah. Or like yeah, doing, doing, doing kid stuff. Like they immediately are just like set down and they, they give them what, what some people would believe is like the real facts of life, but they're not facts. It's just all these opinions and they have all these opinions coming at them all the time from all these directions. It's just going to confuse kids so much more. That's, that's, that's one thing that I'm concerned about. Yeah. And I'm right there with you, man. Cause I, I agree completely to that. It's, I don't even know. I mean, I mean, because you look at the, like how they handled this when they they sh uh, shut the schools down and stuff like that, and like you said, with the kids being disenfranchised by not having the ability to even complete their school. Like my kids are fortunate enough that like I had my work laptop and I had like a couple of Chromebooks that my kids can do their schoolwork, which was a, a feat in itself. But for the kid that didn't have access to internet, because I mean, we live in a pretty rural freaking state. Uh, where internet yeah, right. isn't even available for probably like 90% of the fucking state still. Um, yeah. I know that the school district up here where I'm at, they uh, basically stated that they cannot pass or, or, or excuse me, they couldn't fail anybody for not completing their online school from March uh, forward really? because they didn't want to get sued. They understood that some kids didn't have access to internet and stuff like that or whatever. So it's like, how are we supposed to, um, you know, grade the students? How are we supposed to know that they're actually doing their work or whatever else? Or how are we even supposed to just have a standard, I guess, in general? Um, yeah. If there's kids that don't have the means to have a laptop or even internet for their homes or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's, it's and, crazy. And you, you think that the whole angle of having kids in school was for them to learn. And I don't think that they're learning anything like the way that they're doing stuff. If, if if you have kids that can't get get on the computer to be able to do their work, they're not learning anything. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then with the stuff they're even teaching, you know, like the sixteen nineteen now, like that's not learning. That's pure no. propaganda, in my opinion, because all they're doing is they're creating their own history. They're rewriting and and making their own history out of it. Right. You know, um, Alexander. Uh, Oh, oh man, I'm going to butcher his last name here, but I, I, I'm starting to read this book. It's called the Gulag Archipelago. Um, I heard about it through Dr. Uh, Jordan Peterson, who um, I really look up to the guy's uh, brilliant freaking mind. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, just he's definitely absolutely. on my list of authors that I like. Yeah. And I, I watch I his YouTube videos all the time. I, I annoy my wife all the fucking time with stuff like regurgitating things that Dr. Peterson said, but um he always quotes this Alexander uh, Shul oh, 
Oh man, Scholson, I don't even know, Russian guy, but he, he <laughs> survived the USSR communist regime. He was in a gulag and all this other stuff, whatever. Uh, another brilliant mind. And for someone uh, like this Alexander guy, for uh, like Peterson to reference, like that just kind of tells you the caliber of this dude, whatever. But I saved this one quote to my notes because it stood out the most because with knowing what this guy went through in the USSR and surviving what he did or went through, um, you know, it, it's scary because the relevance mm -hmm. here is just, it's uncanny. But he, Alexander says, the first step a tyrant takes when he wants to completely enslave people is he takes away their history. When you take away their past, they have nothing to compare the present to. And I see that, to me, that's clear as day, like right now, with the pulling down of the statues, the cancer mm -hmm. culture, uh, you know, the woke movement in general, that's literally what their, their attempt is right now is they're trying to right. take away all this stuff. And the 1619 is just a socially acceptable version of that. This, it exactly. seems like it's kind of an avenue for them to just open the door that look, we changed how, you know, how we perceive the U S was founded and, and it was slavery and this, that or whatever, because one of their pinnacles that they, they push in that too, is that, um, you know, capitalism is evil. Uh, capitalism is a totalitarian uh, style of, or a system rather that allowed slavery to thrive in the U S it's like, uh, no. no, like what are you talking no. about? Because you More guys are pushing Marxism. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Like in the, in the, in the capitalist system, you have more people who have been able, like, like Chris had just said in that, in that story, he had come up from a place where he had nothing and he is now in a position where he can provide. And that cannot have in Marx in, in a, in a, in a, a communist system, on a, Socialist system, you can't do that. Like, that's not exactly. happening. The poor exactly. people stay poor, and the people at the top, like, there will be such a huge disparity of wealth if that happens. And the, these people are just, like, being led along. Like, it's 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 a, a carrot on a string. They're just, like, baiting them with all this stuff. Like, everything will be fair. Like you were saying, like, it's a yep. utopia. And it's, yeah. it's never going to happen because these people who are in power are just going to, they're just going to want more power and more power. All these places where there's, where there's uh, socialism implemented, there's people at the top who have everything. Like they are always eating. These people aren't having to, to fight out at the market and stand in line to be able to get food. And they're just going to be more hungry for all that power that they have. Yeah. They, they control everything. And I, I think like a lot of this too, um, you know, this whole Marxist movement, it, it has nothing to do with empathy for the poor. It's just hatred of the rich. And I yeah. stole that from Dr. Peterson because I, I just don't think that you could put it any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just sheer hatred of the rich. And if you really want, you know, proof that they have no empathy for the poor, look at what they've done thus far. You know what I mean? Look at right. all of our poor cities. You're burning, you're, yeah. you're, you're burning down all these businesses of people that are regular work and everyday people and they hearing people say that they have insurance and that they're going to be fine. I don't know if these people have ever filed an insurance claim on stuff. Like you don't wake up the next day and have money. Like you, yeah. you still, you still have to pay. Like I'm for most part, you're still going to have to pay your rent or whatever it is in that building. Right. And then you have all these employees that you have to take care of. Right. Like people, people are so on, they do not understand other people. Like there is, there's no empathy. And they yeah. want to act like it's just pretend empathy. Like yeah. All this stuff is just, it's, it's, it's a way for them to look good while they're doing bad. Like they just exactly. want to make themselves, they want to make themselves look like they're the hero or, or make themselves the hero because they made a villain too. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're creating that oppressor from nothing, essentially, because what do, what do those business owners have to do with anything? The fact that they right. were capitalizing on, on their service or good that they provided so that they could provide for their families or themselves, like you're going to yeah. condemn them for that because they want to just actually be a successful human being and not depend on some bullshit government that you're trying to implement. It, it's 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 ridiculous, honestly. And it's really sad to see that, especially the younger generation, like the generation right after us is the ones that are really fucking falling for this stuff. And yeah. I, I blame it on a lot of different factors, the public education system for one. Um, I, I do agree with Trump in that aspect that a lot of the shit that they've been teaching uh, has made students and the young people of our country hate the U.S., you know yeah. what I mean? The Ami Horowitz video where he got more support for waving an ISIS flag saying, you know, capitalism is evil and down with the U.S., blah, blah, blah. He got more support for that than right. uh, people telling him, fuck you, because he was flying the American flag. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's it's extremely fucking scary. Or if you have you ever, do you ever watch Stephen Crowder uh, change my mind segments? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, look at the pushback that he'll get for saying something that is not a volatile statement at all. He said America is not racist. And he got so much. He had people freaking out on him. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite like Stephen Crowder bits is uh, <laughs> kind of off subject here, but the, the, my favorite though is um, when people make threats against him. Like he showed up at that bar in oh, a, genie, yeah, yeah. a genie costume. And he's like, yeah, he was, just, was that he the Antifa man? Yeah. yeah. The Antifa guy. Cause you like, go fuck yourself. Try throwing the beer at him. And he's in a genie costume. He wishes my yeah. man. That dude fucking cracks me yeah, up. Well, one of the best investments that I've ever made, well, I got it for my birthday gift last year, is uh, my my girl got me the the Blaze stuff. Like all the, like, there's so many shows on there that these people are saying they're saying stuff that is true, and they're saying things that like you think of but you don't know how to say it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's um, there's quite a few people on there that are that that I I I understand and it gave me a better understanding of what's going on now because they say something they have fact like it's factually it's it's an actual fact and then they actually have sources where it came from right like to back up their statements yeah um uh I'm, you're probably familiar but eric july yeah he just yeah. became uh i can't remember what exactly he does but he works he does something for blaze uh now yeah, he's a he's blaze, a blaze contributor he right he he does some columns for him and then he's on uh there's a show called news and why it matters he's on there he comes in as a guest quite often, but that, yeah, that dude, dude, man, I follow him on, I follow him on every social media platform. I love hearing the stuff that he says. Yeah. yeah he's, he's on point. That dude's just raw shit. Like he's hilarious too. Sometimes with the, 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 how he puts it and everything. And like, uh, the Corona stuff cracks me up because I know he pisses off a lot of people with that, but he's not oh, wrong. Yeah. He hasn't been wrong in anything no. he said. Um, no. and, he, and he says the same shit though. Like, you know, if there's evidence that says otherwise, he's like, then I'll go with that. And he's like, but until then I'm not, I'm not buying yeah. into the bullshit, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He's definitely he, voices like that. And those are the kind of voices that YouTube is eventually going to purge. He's going to be yeah. going off of YouTube. I know it's going to happen, but having yeah. people, having people, especially because he's a young person and he just doesn't take, he doesn't take anything that they're saying that he knows is wrong and accept it because we should, we should never accept things that aren't true and just to yeah. go with them. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think part of the conditioning that's been going on is that people are so willing to just accept it as whatever they're pushing as truth because, oh, well, they wouldn't lie to me or, or why would they say that if it wasn't true type bullshit, you know? people aren't taught to be critical thinkers they're not taught to 
to question, uh, you know, what they're being told anymore. It's everyone's kind of replaced, you know, religion, um, you know, typical religion anyways, with worship of the state, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It, that's really, yeah, all I definitely see anymore. that. But and with, with social media being out there now, all these bad ideas travel so much faster. Oh, and yeah. the fact that they can, and the fact that, that these far left groups control the, the platforms, like they can put their ideas and put them on a pedestal, but any ideas that dispute what they're saying, they can just suppress and make it so nobody can hear what they're saying. Yep. Yeah. And it's- that's why, that's why, that's why doing stuff, like even having conversations for other people to be able to hear that we're having, maybe, maybe that gives people ideas or makes people realize that other people don't think the same thing as what's going being pushed out in the media. Cause there's right. a lot of ideas and I like hearing people's ideas. I just don't like ideas that are full of nonsense and built off of lies. Right. Yeah. And the 1619 is pu- like purely that, I mean, highly contested, like we said, by several historians, um, there's a lot of like inaccuracies in there. Uh, there's a lot of made up shit in there. I just, I can't believe that people are like running with this at this point. I mean, the New York times published it. That, that's right. hardly a credible or even a scholarly source at that point, because when did we start letting newspaper newspapers make, you know, textbook material? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, it's just crazy. And uh, the people that wrote it, um, they're not historians by any means. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy, but I think we should probably wrap it up though, man. It's, <laughs> it's 1130 here. I'm not trying to kick you off or nothing, but, um, oh no, you're good. Yeah. I appreciate you being on though, Greg, man. I'd love for you to come back on. If you ever want to discuss another topic, um, hell we'll oh, probably yeah. do a follow up for this one for sure. I'm going to try to get yeah, back sure. to doing at least two recordings a month. Like I was doing, uh, for a while. Hell, I think I was doing them like once a week for a little bit, but, um, this coronavirus shit though, honestly, man, between work and my kids and everything else, man, like I wanted to record and this was just like, uh, you know, this was totally on the back burner and, uh, I, I've tried to get Chris on a bunch of times and schedule conflicts and stuff in there, but I'm glad we were able to do this tonight though, man. Um, oh, this yeah. is going to be a good one though, man. I mean, we're going on like two and a half hours here. A lot of good fucking information, factual information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So this was really good, man. I'm glad you came on. And I think this was a fucking awesome topic to discuss. So. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, if you ever want me back on, just get a hold of me. And whatever topic you want to pull up, I, I'm more than capable of doing research. And like, it's, be, well, this is something uh, that's actually interesting to me. Yeah, we'll probably just uh, make you like a like a heretic radio contributor. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> That'd be cool. Have you do some shit, man, and, and freaking come on and give us your take. You know what you find on it? Because honestly, dude, like. Um, I mean, I, I trust you. I know you, obviously, I know you're not going to bullshit me. I know that you're going to do your research. I know you know how to do your research. So I mm-hmm. think it would be freaking pretty cool, man. So, um, but yeah, so I think we'll just wrap it up with that though, man. Again, I appreciate you being on, uh, anyone out there listening. Uh, if you do have questions, you know, comments, concerns, whatever, like always, you can direct them to the Facebook page, uh, or to heretic radio, um, podcast at gmail.com. Sorry. Um, any type of correction, stuff like that. I'm going to try to research those links um, and some of that info I stated earlier in the podcast and put those up on the Facebook page um, if I can find them there. But uh, other than that, man, we'll just um, we'll wrap it up and we'll uh, get together again uh, probably pretty soon here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. And uh, you have a good one. And uh, we'll probably 
you know hit each other up on facebook again here pretty soon probably tomorrow if anything but uh, so yeah from all of us here at heritage radio i appreciate you listening in, and we'll catch you guys next time